0: Today in Gamer Head Radio, find out how many strokes a stranger takes off of Goat's golf swing. And yes, that means what you probably think it does. Gamer Head Radio starts
1: now. Now the world don't move to the just one drone What might be right for you, may not be right for man is born, he's a man of means. Been long come to, they got nothing but to change, but they got.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 174 of Gamerhead Radio. My name is Charlie,
2: Technotronicorn Worthley.
1: Candy Mountain, Charlie.
2: I am Jonathan Santiago, aka Fallon
3: Flynn. Come on! I am heavily sunned, Goat. <laughs>
2: Lobster Goat.
3: Uh, well, got, got
2: his once a year suntan.
0: <laughs> um, yes, Goat. Uh, in, in case you're wondering why Goat is a uh, a, a particularly uh, well, he's not he's he's not rody pale anymore. Um, that's, there it is. That's, that's standard. That's the bar now. <laughs> um, goat was Goat was. Uh, uh watching the balls of sports uh give or take
3: goat isn't isn't that correct yes i, I did a little sport ball yeah. Yeah. goat uh, looking at balls is just another sunday <laughs> <laughs> hey.
0: uh well it's <laughs> this, this is that podcast yes, <laughs> it is. um so uh so uh, it is uh it is june twenty sixth and uh we are we are in the we are definitely in the aftermath of e three um and uh and, uh, the, uh, the, the most, uh, well, so as as far as, like, our last week has been, I'll go ahead and go first. I actually got to play video games, and it was glorious. Oh my
1: god!
0: <laughs> but, uh, so go, you, you, you went to the sports balls. Aside from that, how was your week?
3: Ah, uh, decent. Yeah, we're, we're getting, uh, closer to the villains unveiling and all that stuff, so my, my life's becoming a lot easier. So, yeah, other than that, went to a White Sox game today, because fuck the Cubs, and, um... <laughs> Got my ass torched because you know why not? But I go once a year. A friend of mine gets tickets, and it's our it's our bro. You know, the same the same four guys go every year, so it's like that whole like you know bro day out thing.
0: <laughs> bro day
3: okay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh,
0: uh, and I saw I saw the Sox won like by a by a margin, so that's yeah. They they, yeah, they
3: they kicked the the crap out of the Blue Jays, so that's always good.
0: Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yay! Go home
2: team. Um, John, how was your week? I
3: imagine you're. Um, I imagine you're. You're
0: practicing the crap out of your new material.
2: Yes, it, it's been a very busy week, uh, a trying week, we'll say. Um, practicing a lot of the new material for the new show. Um, it this last rehearsal, it clicked. Everything clicked into place, and everything is starting to sound like we want it to. So we've got two more rehearsals between now and uh, and uh, Saturday. And uh, I think everything will be fine and, and sound really sharp by then. It sounded presentable last week, but we don't want presentable, we want good. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's coming together. Then, um, <clears throat> I am simultaneously pleased and um, inconveniently dismayed to announce that uh, the red devil is no more. My car is gone. It died day before yesterday. Oh, thank
3: the Lord. Like
2: like dead as in, like, I blew a head gasket at the side of the road and could not... uh, I had to walk uh, a mile and a half to get to work, so...
3: Uh, that's, karma. Yeah, that that's, was, ke- that's karma. Yeah, that's for that's karma for keeping something alive too long.
2: No, look, man, it uh, <laughs> it served its purpose. It paid its dues, and uh, <laughs> it finally and, checked out. And, and and I did get somebody to buy its remains from me, so I I did get a little money for it. <laughs> so is that at least covered uh, covered the expense of of? At least you got it. a parting gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so well, it's John. It, John I'm glad that, I'm glad. That, yeah. I just want to say I'm I'm definitely
0: I definitely feel bad for you that you had to have that experience walking you know mm-hmm. walking to work and all that. Whatever, However, it was a nice day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. up upside. Um, but uh, I,
2: I promise you, this is for the best. <laughs> oh no, it is absolutely for the best. Like uh, I told Megan, like we weren't even upset like in that that moment. We were because Megan and Luca were in the car with me because Megan was going to take the car for the day. So. She had to stay there and wait for the tow truck to come and get the car, and I walked a mile and a half with my son to work and took him to my office with me. So, you know, we were just we were singing on the way to work and shit, and you know, he came with me, and it was. Did fun you, did you to carry play. him the whole way, or did he walk any of it? He walked most of it. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, didn't re- I didn't realize. I didn't realize it was that mobile. <laughs> we we go. We do a lot of family walks, so he's he's huh. quite a walking uh, little dude. You know, he gets around. So, um, we we went to work, and then um, I told her. I said, the thing is that it, the car can't hurt us anymore. See, it's <laughs> gone. It's gone. So we felt good about that, and we're currently looking around for uh, for something new. Um, but I will be without a ride for a moment, so it's kind of nerve-wracking, So, because um, I hate being cooped up. But other than that, uh, a little bit trying this week because of that kind of shit, and because I have a lot to do this week that requires the use of a vehicle, so I'm having to make some arrangements and do a little wiggling. Um, other than that, it was not a bad week. I uh, I stayed busy, did a little bit of playing this week. Um, mostly just working on on pushing the show and new costume, new show, and selling tickets. That's it. I bought mine today.
1: Yay! I Yay. was actually. i
0: I'll talk to you about that after the show. I was going to talk to you about that, but go ahead. Okay. Um, well, uh, but John, I have to say, I've 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 been to your shows. I've seen your wiggle, and so I think you'll you'll be just fine with rides. Um, but. <laughs> That took a turn. Uh, did it, though? Did it? Um, okay, so but, but uh, so, so that's what we did this last week. So um, uh, before we move on to what we've been playing, uh, coming out this week in video games, Tuesday, June 28th, Terraria is getting a release on the Wii U. Uh, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, it's getting a release on everything. By everything, I mean PC, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, 3DS, and the Wii U. Um... So basically everything. Uh, a Boy in His Blob is getting a release on the PS3. Uh, the uh, game Castles is getting a release on the PS4. Grand Kingdom is also getting a release on the PS4 and the Vita. God Eater Resurrection is getting a release on the PS4 and the Vita. That zero time like t- game. <laughs> um, little do you know this is a typo and it's actually Dog Eater Resurrection. Um, zero time. The <laughs> I was about to say
2: something horrible, but I'm gonna pass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Zero Time Dilemma is getting released on the 3DS, the Vita, and the PC uh, PC release apparently is June 30th uh, Prison Architect is finally coming out on the PS4 and the Xbox One Grand okay. Kingdom is coming out on the PS4 and the Vita The Technomancer uh, Goat showed me this game um, uh, this last week, I did. I had. I was not aware of it previously, but it's coming out on the PS4 the Xbox One and the PC I still in- know how
3: that went under your radar that is like, it's um, it, it's in your wheelhouse.
0: Yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure either, other than the fact that it doesn't seem to be, uh, it seems to be under the radar in general, because I, I don't, I, unless I'm misremembering, I don't think that studio has done anything else particularly noteworthy. Um, so, uh, yeah. They did, uh, uh, bomb by flame. they did what, sorry? Bomb by Flame uh game is not familiar to me. Uh moving on 7 Ways to Die is coming out on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Star Ocean Integrity and Faithlessness is coming out on the PS4. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Eyes of Heaven is coming out on the PS3 and the PS4. Full Mojo Rampage on the PS4. Heart and Slash on the PS4. Faronic on the PS4. Resident Evil 5 is getting a port over to the PS4. Uh God, why? Uh, be, be, because they were missing one. Um, st- uh, st- Steraden, S T E R E D E N N. Steraden is the best I can make out of that. It's coming out on the PS4. The Division Underground uh, DLC uh, is coming out on the PS4, the Xbox One, and the PC. And Ash is coming out on the 3DS uh, eShop. Uh, unsure hmm. if that has anything to do with Ash from Pokemon, but I'm guessing not. Um, Wednesday, June 29th, Inside is getting its release on the, uh, on the Xbox One. That's that game from uh, the makers of Limbo, which am, uh, I'm looking forward to. And Lost Sea is also coming out on the Xbox One. Thursday, June 30th, is getting some releases. Doodle God is coming out on the PS4. <laughs> Uh, again, it's a typo. It's actually Doodle Dog. Uh, it's a completely different game. Um, Panda Runs coming out on the Vita. Spy Chameleon on the PS4, and Box Box Boy is coming out on the 3DS. Um, it's a very odd take on Duck Duck Goose. I'm assuming. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Looking into the future, Tuesday, June—I'm uh, sorry, July 5th—Rocket uh, League Collector's Edition. It's coming out on the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I'm now glad I held off. Um, Carmageddon
3: Collector's Edition.
0: I assume including DLC. Uh, I don't know. Um, oh, Carmageddon well. Max Damage coming out on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Romance of the Three, Three, Three Kingdoms Thirteen. Uh, it's coming out on the PS4. Uh, not sure about the other twelve. Uh, Lost Sea. Uh, it's coming out on the PC and the PS4. And the Brookhaven Experiment. is coming out on virtual reality platforms on the PC. And then. Inside is getting its release on the... Hang on, now I'm confused. Uh, (laughs) Kotaku. Oh, wait, no, it's just on here twice. Uh, So once again, Inside's coming out on June 29th
2: on the Xbox One. Hooray. Um, They're like, Charlie's going to be soliciting our list any time now. Make sure you get that uh, that, uh, virtual banana peel in there to fuck his shit up. uh, They do it every week. Every Um, week. So... um, I know I'm
0: looking forward to uh, uh, the potential that is inside. It looks good. I haven't uh, seen any reviews of it yet, but um, uh, it looks good. Um, aside from that, um, Goat, you said you you squeed a little bit at uh, Prison Architect. I know we've kind of we've kind of talked about that in the past. Um, are you are you planning on picking this up?
3: Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's definitely going to be on my list. Maybe not like immediately, but definitely in the near near future.
0: Have you mm-hmm. played the games like the like the the the, the, the Facility building games like Roller Coaster Tycoon stuff like that. Have you done those before?
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've played almost all those. Okay. Big uh, tropical uh, sim city that kind of stuff. So. Sure. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Cool.
2: Um, John, what are you looking forward to on that list? Um, just the the one that's from the makers of Limbo. Nothing else really it's jumped out at me, me, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. I'm. I'm. I mean. I. I'm. On principle, I'm excited about Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens because I've loved all of the other Lego Star Wars games, yeah. um, and this one this one looks pretty good, especially apparently because there's they wrote additional story for this game that isn't part of the movie, so there's like additional story content there, which I I don't know that they've done before, so that's kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> the last Lego Star Wars that they did uh, that was based on the Clone Wars is actually one of our favorite Lego games. Um, but, uh, but, uh, the, um, I'm hesitant on it, though, simply because, like, we've, Michelle and I, we used to play, we, we've, we played, like, the first, like, all the LEGO games that came out, up until, uh, around the time where, like, LEGO Lord, LEGO The Hobbit came out. Because then that came out, and then, like, like, three LEGO games all came out, like, in rapid fire, um, and we just sort of just stopped playing them for no good reason, um, and uh, so, even Lego Dimensions, I haven't gone back and touched more than
2: more than. That surprises more. me because it you surprises I mean, me too. To be perfectly honest really about that game,
3: well, I I want to play it. Yeah, it's quite a big an yeah. investment to have sitting on the shelf collecting dust too.
2: When when yeah. that when that game series does inevitably drop in price and some of the play sets inevitably get marked down, I will play it because it, I really was enjoying the hell out of it when we played it. Well, I mean, more than anything, their announcement over what's coming in, in
0: Season 2, I don't know what they're actually calling it, but that's why what, that's what I'm going to call it right now, um, some it. of the stuff that's... Is that what they're calling it? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, the, some of the stuff that's coming in Season 2, I mean, Sonic is in there. Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. is going to be in LEGO Dimensions Season 2, which I just blew my mind a little bit. Um,
2: that's but, a smart um, move on their behalf, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: we, we might actually get to play a
0: good Sonic game.
1: <laughs>
0: Yay! But, oh,
2: no, they're um, going no, to put the Sonic in there that's based on Sonic Boom. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah,
0: but, um, no, there's a bunch of other stuff in there, too, that I'm I'm currently not recalling. Uh, I think there's some more Doctor Who stuff. Um, there were several properties in there that really cool. Ghostbusters, right, right. Um, some more Ghostbusters, to be specific. Um, um, and, uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully I can get around to it. But... Um, Speaking of video games that we want to play, um, as far as what we have been playing, um, Goat, what have you been playing this last week?
3: I got a weird list. got a really <laughs> weird list. So, thanks to Trials of the Blood Dragon, I went back to um, Trials Fusion. Hmm,
2: interesting.
3: And uh, I-, I ended up accidentally beating the game and getting credits for the first time ever in a Trials game, which I don't think is possible in the other ones. And I got a 125 gamer score achievement for doing so in the accidental bliss. Well, that's <laughs> So a, that's that was a happy a, surprise.
0: That's a, that's a, that, that, those are the best happy surprises.
3: Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I was kind of milking the EA free days for EA Access, and I tried Battlefield Hardline. That was actually really good. I might, I might actually pick that one up. It was, no it shit. Was, Quite surprising. Well, it was different. It was different. I, I like the, the flip side of it. Like I really liked L.A. Noir on the flip side where you're the you're the good guys mm-hmm. for once. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But right then I played a lot of Rory McIlroy PGA Tour.
0: <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Goat is a golfer. I'm gonna let that sink in for you, for for you new viewers. Goat plays like actual, real, like walking 18 around 18 holes with a bag of.
2: Well, ladies and golf. gentlemen, um, you know this is this is a mo- a momentous day for uh, for Gamerhead Radio. Today it's gonna be Goat's last episode of Gamerhead Radio ever. Goat, you're fired for playing golf <laughs> on Gamerhead Radio. I'm sorry, I just uh, no, the no, dude no. the dude cannot abide. <laughs> overridden, overridden. Oh no, damn.
0: No, I, I, that's
3: how I, I the works. It's not that complicated. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy the golf games. I don't yeah. golf as much as I used to just because of scheduling, so this is really nice to kind of be able to sit down and just kind of punch it out. Uh, and then and then we uh, the burning question that I know both of my co-hosts are, are just itching to know the answer to. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about it, go. I played Mighty number no. 9. How mighty <laughs> um, is it?
2: On a scale of 1 to 9, how mighty is it? <laughs> uh, you can skip the mighty and put it at a 2.
3: Ooh. <laughs> So a mighty Well and it's not their fault. <laughs> no, 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 and it's not even their fault. Like I'll do my little mini review. Um, oh. I went back and I, I looked at the Kickstarter campaign, and I, and I did my research, right? Okay. And I think the internet screwed this game because all of their stuff says it's a spiritual successor, and everything everybody's bitching about was laid out blatantly in their Kickstarter, like the gameplay, the mechanics, everything like that. And then they, they, they think that the, the thing they did wrong, though, is they put the buzzword Mega Man in there, and everybody automatically thought it was going to be like Mega well, Man. Well, but, but
2: does it not look and play very similarly to Mega but,
3: Man? Yeah. All right, and I'm going to defend them for a second. They should have put like Mega Man. This is a spiritual successor to Mega Man artistically because it looks mm-hmm. and feels graphically and, and like and, and art-wise like Mega Man, but the mechanics and the whole like idea of it is a whole other monster. Is it the right monster? I think they missed a the mark on that. Because hmm. it's a lot more dash to kill enemies instead of actually shooting them. And it's, it's almost like the opposite of normal Mega Man play. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like more, more dashy, less shooty instead of more shooty, less dashy. Oh, yeah, it's, I it's, it's And it's a funky mechanic, and it doesn't, it doesn't transfer well. Hmm. That's my biggest complaint with it. How does it look graphically? Looks fine. Looks like um you know as close as you can get to a Capcom game without putting Capcom's name on it. I mean it's not like, you know, blistering high color and all that stuff, but it's not terrible. I mean it's no Witcher, but it's not supposed <laughs> to be Witcher. <laughs> what was the what was the retail cost on that for a physical copy? Uh thirty was was thirty dollars too much for what uh for what they were asking? no I, I usually put ten dollars for' cause I got a physical copy so I put ten dollars on there for packaging just because well they can charge you ten bucks for plastic because yeah. they can so I'd say I got twenty dollars worth the game i mean it's it's once you get the hang of it it's it's as hard as a mega man game like there's some finesse and 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 some so you can't just blast through it on your first run through it just you gotta you gotta kind of get the hang of it and start memorizing levels and stuff like that so you, you, there's there's 20 bucks there now yep. three years and four million dollars I, I don't know where that really got sunk into it because it's not that blistering in in, in, in the dollar amount so okay. I, you know I think it just yeah. got overhyped
2: can you can you in any reasonable capacity in in your mind Fathom why it took so long for them to finish this game. Which was how long did it take you to finish?
3: Most people what? are saying about four hours to finish the game. Yeah, yeah, it's about four, four and a half. Is what I'm I haven't you? finished it yet, but yeah. Is well, so there, I'm,
0: hang hang on a second. Yeah. I have a I have a question because now I'm confused because you were saying that it requires some finesse and that the the then the, that the difficulty level gives up gets up there. But if people are beating it, beating it in four hours, yes.
3: But Charlie, it takes a finesse and so and I don't have it's. If you play that style of game all the time, you'll fly uh-huh. right through it with any style of game if that's your genre the people who are already flowing through it that's what they play you got to remember that we're still in the the I, I think the numbers we're getting for finish times is still in the hardcore gamer section of of the genre does that make sense
1: yeah, um, yeah. i i mean
0: what you're saying makes sense
3: i'm like, <laughs> i'm saying like if we get a racing game the three of us get a racing game Flat out, I'll probably finish it first. John will finish it second, and you'll finish it third, just because that's the genres we play to. Sure. Okay. Well. All right. So you, your hours are gonna be a lot longer because you're, you know, I jump into a racing game and I'm just like, oh yeah, it's this, this, and this, and you kind of have to fumble through it and get the gist of it. Does it make sense?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because yeah. right, I'm looking at I'm looking at how long and only. Mm-hmm. Only six people have logged their time on here, so this is hardly the the largest sample set. But their average mm-hmm. on here is four and a half hours.
3: Yeah, um, and that's your hardcore game. It's your hardcore genre, kids.
0: B- quite possibly, yes. So okay. So.
3: so, so, I mean, this thing's been out for what? I got it. Was it Tuesday?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it just came out. It's Thursday, not even a week old. it's
3: five. It's five days, man. F- f- six people have beat it in five days. That's your hardcore gamer set. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Alright, fair enough. Um, Anything else? Um, I mean, we can do the whole normal thing. Um, People who like Mega Man um, should play it, but don't expect Mega Man. Flat out. (laughs) It's going to look like it. It's not going to feel like it. Alright? It's going to be a weird stranger. It's like masturbating with your offhand. So... (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, I was going to say so it's like a veggie burger it might look like a burger but it's not a burger
2: that would be a I would love to make the title of this episode (laughs) masturbating with your offhand but it'll never get past uh, Charlie's censor <laughs> um we was... might we might we might be able to do something with that. Um
1: we'll work that out.
0: Like, like a re between the lines way of saying that. Um Yeah hey, we can work Tur- that Tur- into Tur-
2: into goat uh working on his golf swing with his offhand or something. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, Charlie,
3: would you say we'd be able to rub that out?
2: Um <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm pretty yes. sure we
3: just did though. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yes. so yeah, that's that's who should play this, who shouldn't play this is the people who um expect a triple A title. It's not. Like if you're in the hype and everything and you think this thing should make coffee for you and be Mega Man 11 and a half. <laughs> you know what? It. I don't care about the rest of the game. Fucker doesn't brew me a cup of hot
2: joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what do you what do you think the
0: so, what do you think the the digital the correct appropriate digital price for this game is?
3: I mean, they could have what they should have done, and this is this and this this is my idea, and it's a terrible idea, but it would have helped them. They should have done the right thing. The thing they should have done is they should have put it out, and it should have went on instant sale for like ten bucks, half off for the first week, just to sucker everybody in to buy it. Because you won't you won't be mad at ten dollars. You really won't.
0: Right. Okay.
2: 20,
3: um, you make it a bad taste in your mouth.
2: From everything I'm seeing and hearing, I almost kind of feel like if if I were just eyeballing it as a, as a consumer, it would be like $15 love you long time.
3: That's my... Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's my what I'm point. saying. So if they do the fuffing media, you'd bite.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. P- possibly. Probably.
3: But I mean, right. and I, but like I said, the three years and all the hype for this game, and the, and it, it, people, you know, time versus money versus product, did not add up. The math is not there.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Did you uh did you get any other gaming in this week, or is that pretty much covered? No,
3: that's it. I figured okay. I'd end on the review everybody
0: was waiting for. Fair, <laughs> fair, fair. Thank you for that, John.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I played. Um. A very small amount of Killer Instinct, because my son really, for some reason, wants to play that game with me all the time. Um, yay, other yay, than bonding. that, I just, I really, I just played a lot of Overwatch, man, <laughs> like... Really? Like, you're, you're sucked in, huh? You know what it is? Um, <clears throat> so, like, you know when you go to play a fighting game, and you tinker with five or six characters, and you go, now nah, this guy's not for me, they're, they're too slow, or their moves are too hard to execute, or the timing just feels off to me, and then you find that one character you resonate with, so you just play that character until you figure them out and you master them and you know all of the intricacies of the way they're designed to be played, and then you play that person until you kind of get tired of playing them, and then you find an alternate character. Most people have a main and an alt in fighting games. I try to play as much of it as I can to get generally good with everybody, but um, Overwatch has that quality about it because each character is designed to be very different from the last one you played. And with the 21 characters to choose from,
3: You're gonna there's have a lot of variety altruals.
2: in it. Like, and, and it's not just that. Like, it's first-person shooter, and then they took two elements from two other types of games and smashed it into first-person shooting, which on paper sounds like it shouldn't work, but does work. You have roles like you would see in a like a social like RPG or MMO. You have like tanks and support people and the healers and you know that. And then you've got characters that have special moves like fighting game characters would. And you have to kind of play them a certain way. And then you have to assemble a team that works well together, where it's not all like ten tanks or like ten healers. You know, even though the that's not the team sizes are much smaller than that. Um, you have to design a team that works well together. So. If, You know, you're playing with a bunch of random people, and they all pick four of the same character. It can kind of fuck up your chances of winning. Um, But the thing is, is I got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm really good with this character. I'm kind of getting a little bored playing this one character. Let me pick somebody else. And I would just eventually get this vibe, like, all right, I want to try this character because they're so different from what I just played. And it is drastically different, even though you're playing on the same maps and stuff. So... That game wins based on variety. There's so much fucking variety in the way that those characters play. And if you get good enough with each of them, you start to understand how they work playing against other people. So if I see a dude using Torbjorn, the little dwarf character that has, like, uh, buildable turrets, kind of like the heavy in um, um, Team Fortress 2, and you can upgrade the turrets and stuff, that turret gets really obnoxious, so you... I go in there with one guy, it doesn't work. Pick the, a long-range, like, sniping-type character, take that damn turret out, and then take him out. Like, you can switch between deaths on the fly amongst these 21 characters as needed. And so, like, other people on your team will switch too. And you'll kind of, like, adjust, and everybody finds, like, a perfect balance of how everyone plays together as you play. So I just got sucked into it, man. It's really good. You know, if you don't like competitive multiplayer shooters, it's not going to change your mind. Pro- maybe, probably, maybe. Um, but it's fucking charming and it's brilliantly designed and needs a little balancing. There's some broken shit in there, but pretty good. Yeah, that's that's all I played this week was Overwatch. To be fair wow. I didn't get a lot of time to play though. Uh charming. listeners
3: and viewers, this yeah. commercial for Overwatch brought to you by Jonathan Santiago.
2: No, it's not for everybody. It's just it's definitely not for everybody. If you like I said, if you're like you two are not like heavy competitive multiplayer yeah, I don't people, see so It's not really gonna appeal to you guys in that way. Which is a shame because on every other level, I think that game is, would particularly to you, Charlie, would be so appealing to you. It's absurd.
0: I um, I I am so incredibly disappointed that this
2: game doesn't have any sort of like story mode. Like it doesn't. Like, I mean, there's a yeah. shit. You can just wiki all of the information for the characters and the lore. It's all there. It's all really fucking good and ornate and brilliant. And like, there's some comic books and shit too. But it's not the same. I just need yeah, yeah. more. So, anyways, what did you play, Charlie? Uh I like I mentioned a
0: little bit ago I actually got to play a lot. So um so briefly um uh when we get, when we finished recording last week I wanted to try and take advantage of some of the um uh the uh E3 timed exclusive uh, demos that were available. Um and so I went and I played um the Halo Halo Wars 2 beta mm. um and was quickly reminded why I don't play online multiplayer because I got I I, I got my ass so handed to me. It was it was it was so disheartening. Um <laughs> I I, ba- I mean like, I basically got zerg rushed. I mean like for for lack of a comparison to anything else, just I have absolutely no I no comprehension over how like the the the, the people that I was playing against uh, were were capable of 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 building so many units so quickly. Like I thought I was moving at a pretty good pace. Just like just like you know like hunkering down and building up my base and everything like i don't know i don't know how not, i don't know the, the 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 multiplayer proper way to play these games like clearly so um i thought i was moving along and then just like 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 just massive armies descended upon me from the heavens and i was <laughs> oh gone. My just, god it was it, <laughs> was, it was it was horrible it was awful um it did not help that my uh, that so like when you're when you were playing the beta, um, you basically got put into a two versus two match. It did not help that the other the uh, since I had played for the first time, um, it supposedly the game put us put me in with three other people who also basically had scores of zero in the game. So. We uh, I I had hoped that we all three of us were newbies. Um, except A, like I said, the, the the at the very least the two people I was playing with have clearly played, um, RTS games a lot and, and and knew what they were doing enough to be able to do this. And it did not help that my partner quit like five minutes into the game. Apparently it was oh, not good. <laughs> so 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 yeah I, I was left high and dry and it it, it was not good. But um so i'm i'm i i I'll probably like rent that one to go through the story, but that will not be a purchase for me because i'm I'm sure that um I'm sure that a lot of the a lot of the you know development time is going into the multiplayer side of things, and so I'm sure the 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 presumably sixty dollar asking price will not be worth a single player a single player campaign alone words are hard um uh, and then I also played the Demo of Doom. The uh, game is beautiful. Uh, like, like grotesquely beautiful, but beautiful. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm interested. Um, uh, Goat, like you, but through different means, uh, because I picked it up when it was on sale for like $4.50 a couple weeks ago. Uh, I also started Battlefield Hardline. Um, mm. The uh, And I agree with Goat entirely. It is a... Com- I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that this game doesn't seem to have like as done as well as I think it should have.
2: Everybody because seemed to think when it was reviewed that it was just a lazy copy-paste attempt on just capitalizing on the engine that existed from Battlefield 4 and was just like a lazy and a lot of that you got to understand are the hardcore people who play the multiplayer for these games. Okay. Well, I can I can't I can't, I can't speak to the multiplayer, but the single player to the Multiplayer from Battlefield Four and Three, but the campaign, yeah, is so much better. Yeah,
0: because it's there's so many things that are different about it. Like it's mm-hmm. like Goat said, the fact that I mean, like you're always playing the quote-unquote good guys, and in, in, you know, in the and in, in these Battlefield Call of Duty games, where at least everybody thinks they're the good guy, you know, every yeah. you know, but um, but like you're playing like police officers, and so like you're going after criminals and stuff like that, and just a lot of the game mechanics where like you have to like literally like sneak up at people, flash your badge, and say like freeze to get them to put their hands up. And then you have to keep your bat, your gun trained on them while you get behind them and like handcuff yeah, them. Yeah. And then if um, oh, um if, if you if you are holding up multiple people at the same time and you're focused on one, the other one can start to slowly go for his gun. And if you don't, if you if you the player don't actually see that happen and like put your gun on him to get him to put his hands back up, like he'll get to his gun and start to shoot at you. So you have yeah. to, it, you actually have to like play the part of a police officer. Like there's so many things that are different about the single player campaign yeah. that I um. I'm surprised it didn't do better. I mean like if multiple things that I better. really
2: agreed agree with you on and and I remember talking about when I mentioned it originally on the show uh, Oh, that's right. At the yeah. yeah. It mm-hmm. it's just it's
3: a That's it's what a- actually got me interested in it was John's little review. Although after Charlie just told me how that works, I uh, apparently have been policing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm if gonna, only the I'm gonna game assume. told you how to do these things, which it does. Yes. <laughs> I thought they were just suggestions. I thought were they were, like they were suggestions. <laughs> they were just like, "Here, you can, you can show your badge." And I'm like, "Dad, dad, you broke the law, asshole." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can you can play
0: that way, but you get better scores and everything if you actually arrest mm-hmm. people as opposed mm-hmm. to shooting them. Sure, sure. Um, um, but I'm saving
3: I'm saving space in our jails. <laughs>
0: And, and you're you're doing the god's work, code. Good job. Um, <laughs> so so there's that. Um, I I finished the campaign of Trials of, of the Blood Dragon, um, and you um, uh, I mean, you go. You you said something. You you posted something about it on on uh, on on the social medias um, when you were playing through it that I can't agree with more. And that it, it was something along the lines of, like I love. I love stories and games when,
3: if you try to explain them to other people, they won't believe you or something like that. Like it is just. <laughs> oh yeah, it was the. Uh, I love games that when I tell you the story, you won't believe me. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I get um, verbatim, and you still be like, no, nah, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like <laughs>
0: that can't be right. Yeah, no, it's yeah. um, it's it's just so so, just bonkers, off the wall, crazy. Like, it's um, you know, really I crazy. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, like absolutely. Um, I'm I'm not. Of the type of player to go back through and try and get like you know A's on all the courses or whatever, if that's even the highest score, I don't even know. Um, A pluses. A pluses. Okay, yeah, I'm not. I'm not the kind of person to go back and want want to like perfect my run through every course. Like some of those courses, like I died. Like I got F's on, like because like I died so many times trying to get through certain sections. Like, <laughs> like but I don't care. I mean, I I don't care. I mean, the like trials I,
3: game. I, that's that's part yeah. of the trials. Yeah, yeah, it comes well, into the
0: territory. Has there been a trials game before that has plot like this one does? No, that's
3: threw me way off.
0: Okay. So 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 and that's why it interested me. Like like the other trials games, like like with Evolution, for example, that's the one we where you're riding like the Unicorn or
3: whatever, right? Yeah, you can do that. That's fusion, one of the packs for Fusion, yeah.
0: Packs for Fusion. Okay. So yeah. I I mean like I think that's that w- like the all
3: maxed out pack.
0: Okay, that's um yeah, that one interested me just because it looks crazy, but you it guys is. know me. Like I don't if it doesn't have story, it, it's hard for it to hold my interest. Now that I've gotten mm-hmm. through the story, like I I'm good. Um so so that being said, I I don't know if if I if I had the choice to do it all over again, I don't know that I would have bought it right, right out of the gate. I probably would have waited till it was on sale just because a lot of the value of the game I'm not going to take advantage of. Um but Putting that aside, I, I, it was, it was a, it was a great playthrough. Like it was, it was a lot of fun to play for sure. Um, sometimes they they tear you tear your hair out, fun, but
3: fun. What's that? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, th- I think they gave you fifteen dollars with the story.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, okay, I'll agree with that. Yeah, that it's. Um, I forgot it was fifteen
3: for some reason. I thought it was more.
0: Yeah, fifteen bucks. Yeah. I'd say it's definitely a fair price for that game. So I take it back. That it, I, I wouldn't change a thing. It was, it was, good job. Oh, yeah, there was.
3: Yeah, there was definitely some parts where I got to where it was like uh, two hundred and some odd resets, and I'm like. This is an F. This is such an F. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So it wasn't just me. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I could. I
0: could. I could start talking about some of the some. Of the, there's there's certain little 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 pieces that I remember were just like so beyond aggravating, but I won't get into all that. Um, briefly, um, I had forgotten that I had purchased Unravel when it was on sale like a couple months ago. Um, and so I started that, uh, only started it, but um, so I, I can't really talk about it too much, um, just because I wanted to get a little taste for it to it? see what it was like. It's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> um, it's not, it's not the game I thought it was gonna be. Um, in, in, I don't mean that in a bad way. Just like, like it starts you off with like a prologue with like, like a, like a, actually like a, for being like, what I thought was gonna be like a little indie game, like the. You know there there's like a very well done like see, like like you know like c g grandmother at the beginning which is um you know like which is kind of telling a story about this little character like he's and I, I feel like there's going to be a story that involves her as it as it goes go I know you played this how far did you get in it did you beat it
3: oh uh, no I got about I gotta get back to it I'm probably half about halfway maybe a little bit more. through it. Okay. it yeah um there there's a, a whole story that does uh, unfold around a lot of things. Okay, yeah. It's, it's, one it's, one of those a weird, it's one of those weird journey games. There's actually no like <laughs> audio. It's all like pictures it is, and
0: it is very quiet. I noticed that.
3: Yeah. Um, but, I started
2: um... playing it on a... They had a free weekend for it. Hmm. Um, was about a month ago, and I I started playing it. I got about about forty minutes into it, and what very little I played, I liked. It's very pretty, very nice looking game, kind of relaxing. Hmm. Yeah. Wait, till you get by halfway through. Oh, okay. The relaxing um, yeah. kind of wears off. <laughs> yeah, according to uh,
0: according to Xbox Live, I played it for 16 minutes. So yeah, really just scratched oh. the surface there. Yep, That's just a wanted a taste. Like like I said, just, <laughs> I it was m- mostly out of surprise. Like oh yeah, I, I own this. I forgot I own this. I, I should probably play this for a minute. And, <laughs> yeah, but every yeah, yeah.
3: once in a while, this shit too. I know the yeah. feeling. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it, Charlie. It's definitely up your alley. It's uh, it definitely. It's it's the limbo kind of side scroller puzzlers yeah. you like, yeah, yeah. but it's it's different. <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah, no, I'm 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 looking forward to playing it that, uh, for sure. Um, Michelle wanted to uh, wanted to play a game with me, and so I dug into my uh, purchases that we hadn't touched yet and dug out uh, Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris, um, which is a game that I picked up. Uh, I think I think it may have been a free games with gold game, or I got it real cheap, one or the other. Mm-hmm. But um, this is the sequel to. Um, uh, another, like, the, the first, like, three-quarter view top-down Lara Croft game that came out a couple of years ago. I forget the name of it. But, um... Oh, yeah, another one you're talking about. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, but, was um... Are you sure? I could swear that was the title. But, Lara Croft um, Sneeze
3: is uh, still in beta.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, that, that explains it. Um... So Lara Croft in the Temple of Osiris uh is actually really fun. Uh we're really enjoying it. Um the it is exactly the kind of game we like to play like it's it's co-op to the point where it's it's cooperative and not competitive, you know? Like we you like there there's a lot of puzzles that you really have to work together to solve. Um like for example, there's um like one of the simpler game mechanics that we've used several times is that uh um uh, the character I'm playing, I'm playing as Lara Croft, and then uh, Michelle is playing as um, basically a resurrected Egyptian goddess, and um, the... Uh, uh, one- Drake. <laughs> no, uh, as much as she would love that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so one of my mechanics is that I'm Larkcroft, and so of course I have a grapple, and so I can I can shoot like a grapple line across and grab onto things, um, and so I can I can shoot that across, and then uh, Michelle's character can then walk across my grapple line over like a spike pit to get to the other side. Uh, conversely, uh, Michelle's character um, has like a shield that she can put up, and then I can jump on top of that shield and stand on top of it to get the higher levels. And so those are just two of oh, the cool. simpler. Yeah, it, it's super super cooperative. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, it, it's fantastic. So we're really enjoying it so far, um, and so um, uh, highly recommended for anybody who's looking for. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, highly recommended for anybody who's looking for some couch co-op. I think it does online as well. Yeah, you can actually do four-player co-op. Um, I believe both local and online. Um, there's actually four different characters. Um, there's, uh, there's 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 uh, two human characters, Lara Croft, and then like a like a male version that. Um, um probably have, they have like the same ability set, and then the 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 two egyptian god goddess characters that have kind of the same set, so there's like a male and female on both in both camps um but um but yeah it's uh, we're really enjoying it and finally, I'm not done um but the last game i want to talk about um oh. uh i um finally um I need to now to be very clear. I never doubted you, so there's no "I told you so" to be said here. Um, But um, I (laughs) finally, finally, finally took your guys' advice, and I am halfway through episode uh, three of Wolf Among Us. Um, Thoughts? It's it's amazing. There's no "I told you." It's
3: so. I I think this is. I think this is. uh, 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 I won't give me "I told you so." Okay. But I, I, no, I, will, I, I, I will compromise. I told you him. so, Charlie. No no, 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 I will. I will meet him halfway. I will meet him halfway and say it's about damn time.
0: There, yeah, that is fair. Yeah. That's absolutely hey. fair. You know, I told you so implies that I doubted you. I never doubted you. Yeah, not for one second. No, yeah,
2: no, it's I'll, about damn time. I'll, I'll back goat yeah. up on that. Uh, yeah. About damn time, him <laughs> Yes, thank you. Surprising, uh, isn't, isn't it? It's surprisingly good. I mean, like the the. <laughs> that is such a backhanded compliment. <laughs> Well, it's uh, it, it impressively good, right? Doesn't like if you explain to somebody on paper what it's about, it's
3: I would be. Yeah, confused. if you're not into the lore of the fables comics, you're gonna look at yeah. the person and be like, "That sounds dumb."
2: But it's <laughs> I found that whole world to be so engrossing. Yeah, and, it is, and so lived in, and I just really fucking loved it.
0: Yeah, it is. It is so well. it, it is well thought out. It's very believable. Um, all th- I mean, even 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 though we're talking about you know fantasy, you know. Fantasy characters, like it is super believable.
3: Um, well, fairy the, tales. Uh,
0: well, yeah, uh, I mean, but you know, e- even even taking that into consideration, considering those are the characters we're talking about, I mean, like the, the game has like there there is they have way exceeded like my requirements for like you know suspension of belief. Like I'm 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 into this world. I'm into this universe. Um, the uh, the art style of just like the Telltale Tool and the Telltale Games like fits the game perfectly. Like it was a mash made in heaven. Um, And, uh, I mean, the story is just fantastic, too. And and the plot twists that it's taken so far have just been phenomenal. I mean, like, everything about it is just great. Now, have have either of you guys read the comics?
2: Um, I have the first volume of it sitting, like, over there on this table that uh, Uh Mr. Ricky Keller was kind enough to let me borrow, and I just have not had the time to get to it yet. I may actually take some time tomorrow to do that.
0: I'm just curious: Is the story being told in the game? Uh, is it follow a storyline in the comics, or is it like a just in the world but its own story?
2: On, I know it's based on the comics, but I don't know if it is. I don't just think, I think. it's its own story. If, yeah, because
0: like this, because like the Walking Dead games, for example, like that that story being told in the Walking Dead games is not told anywhere else. That's yeah, an original story, right? story. I think that's what they're doing in this too. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it, it's, it's it's excellent. Um, is
2: Michelle playing this one with you? Um,
0: no, she's, uh, she's been in the room with, uh, and, uh, she's, she's actually surprisingly not a fan of this one. It's a little too graphic for her. Um, like, she's, she's not all about, like, the blood and gore, you know? And so, um, like, uh, you know, there, there have been some bloody scenes in this one that, um, that, uh, have, I think, put her off, but, um.
3: Fair enough. Um. i definitely say this is probably the most engrossing story of the Telltale series. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, it sucks you in, you're in. (laughs)
0: Uh, the first Walking Dead is a, is, is, is a close competitor. Like That first season of Walking Dead mm-hmm. like, did a very good job of making me care about uh, oh, yeah. uh, Clementine very, very, very quickly. Um, but uh, this is right up there for sure.
2: Unpopular opinion, I might be the only person on the planet that thinks that that first season of Walking Dead was incredibly underwhelming, and I might be the only gamer on the planet that thinks that Clementine is a shitty character.
0: Uh, I, I don't know about only, but def uh, I, 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 I know
2: I'm in the minority on that. I, <laughs> no, that I felt, out. I felt nothing for that character. No, that that's works out me.
3: because um, I could care less about Overwatch. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right.
0: Um, and then um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my Xbox Live app here, and so you know, just help me remember all the games that I played. Of course, that's <laughs> not going to remind. And
1: I that's just a remember. great
0: problem to have. Yeah, um, and uh, it it really honestly is. But of course, this uh, I almost forgot because this app's not going to remind me that I also played some Uncharted Four. Um, mm. And uh, uh, yeah, oh my Google god! One like,
3: tells you you're playing Uncharted Four, you have problems. yes,
0: that, that, that that's well. <laughs> oh, actually, no, that would be fantastic. I, I, they might have problems. I would be great. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, uh, my that uh, game is so good, so 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 good. I mean, like they've every it's. I have not heard of any anybody. Have you guys heard any 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 Uncharted players say anything disappointing about Uncharted Four? Have you heard that at all? Mm, uh, no, I've what no.
2: little what little negative feedback I've heard from anybody were mostly nitpicky things or okay. people who would have wanted to see what uh, Amy Hennig would have done with it instead of uh, Neil Druckmann because of that whole
3: thing. Where, so just yeah, hardcore fan bitches.
2: No, I mean, not even that. She was well into development on that game. There's a whole controversy about how Neil Druckmann got that game. Like, they were well into development on Uncharted, and because um, The Last of Us did so well, they gave Neil Druckmann carte blanche, and he said, I want Uncharted. And they were like, well, it's already in development, you know, Amy Hennig's directing it and producing it, and he said, I don't care, that's what I want. So they, they actually forcefully removed her from the production of the game she was working on just because he wanted it. And a lot of people were really pissed about that. They thought it was just, you know, bad show. Um, I And I'm inclined to agree, but he does make good games. They both make good, good games. That's the thing, and uh, that's how she ended up on that new Star Wars title, the untitled Star Wars game she's working for. Is she was displaced from uncharted, so people are, there's more of a not not like a fanboy, fangirl bitching thing so much as a like just a curiosity of what it would have been because she makes really great games too, and from what I understand, a lot a lot was changed, uh, and or cut and edited um, when Neil Druckmann came in. So I don't know. The what could have been is I guess not important because it's a widely review- reviewed, well reviewed and liked game. So
0: yeah, the um there there's a scene very early on in the game where um. They're, um, it's basically, uh, Drake and, um, I forget, um, his, uh, is his female companion's name, um, the blonde, but, um... Ah, uh, Elena. Uh, yes, where they're, like, they're, like, they're, like, living together, um, I, I don't recall if the game mentioned their relationship status, but they're, but they're living together in the game, um... And there's just like a conversation that they're having where they're sitting on the couch, just like having dinner, talking. To I saw this scene. It's really yeah. good. It is so
3: well done.
0: It's I mean, really like, really good. There were some moments where I forgot I was watching a video game, and I know that's yeah. kind of a cliche thing to say, and like it's been said in the past about other games, but I mean like this is just the further the further example of of you know you know just uh, how how games can be absolutely just as engrossing and believable as any other art form. And so um, it's just super, super, super super well done. And I, I have to mention in this scene, I'm sorry, mild spoiler if you haven't played the game so far, but it's not anything plot related. The fact that in the course of this conversation that that you two are having um, he, you basically get into argument about who's going to do the dishes and you settle this argument by Drake trying to beat her high score in the first level of Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation One, <laughs> and, and you, the player, actually play in game oh, like oh, that's so like, smart, like, that's like, so like,
2: clever. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> actually play Crash Bandicoot like in the screen. Now I did not beat the high score. I don't even know if it's possible to beat our high score. I I don't know how the that, that section is designed. That's amazing, but man. Don't care. It was so good, <laughs> so well done. I mean, like everything about the game is perfect so far. Um, but yeah, th- those are those are all of the the almost dozen things that I played this last week. Uh, so, with um, with all of that being said, let's go ahead and move on to the news. So, John, uh, what yes. do we have
2: for news this week in Video games? A uh, mixed bag of goodies for you this week. Some of it, uh, some of it, lean and laid back. Some of it, uh, dead sexy. So let's uh, let's get underway with this whole news business here. So. Um, there's a there's a game that uh, that came out not too long ago called uh, Hedian Lands. Um, it is a, uh, if I recall correctly, a PC title. The developers for that uh, <laughs> for that particular game released a piece of DLC this past week that had people's mouths agape. Um, you know, when you talk about expensive, overpriced, or ridiculous DLC, most people will reference a couple of things back when uh, in the sort of the first quote-unquote microtransaction was Elder Scrolls Oblivion's horse armor. That was absurd. Like, I'm not going to pay $3 for fucking armor for a horse. And then everybody bought it and c- kind of kicked off the microtransaction revolution. Well, this game seems to have dethroned the Elder Scrolls for most insane DLC ever, The game, Hadian Lands, comes with DLC that is 27 euros or whatever the hell they're going to be now, probably the pound again. We'll see. We'll talk about that later, actually. Um, Which equates to roughly uh, a little over $29.70. This one piece of DLC is 30 bucks US. It is a single piece of paper, it's a PDF, it's a download. It's a one page PDF download that you pay 30 bucks for. That is a certificate. It's a certificate, and I, I'm going to screen share in just a minute so you guys can see what this this thing looks like. Um, but I I don't even know how to explain it. So a lot of people assumed that this was going to be a joke of some sort, that that it was that it was a hoax. The developers responded by saying that it, oh it is a joke. It's totally a joke. It's totally a joke. But you can pay the thirty dollars for the DLC which to me makes it not a joke if, you're, if you charge people for it. So they actually had to put out an FAQ. Some of the questions on the FAQ are as follows. The DLC is just a certificate? Really? And they say, yes, you get the certificate in PDF format, and what the heck, I'll throw in a JPEG too. <laughs> uh, cheeky assholes. Uh, does it unlock new puzzles or rooms or other game content? Nope, just a certificate. That is literally what the FAQ says. Where? Look in the certificate folder in the game directory. See, actually, you have to <laughs> after you download it, it puts it into the game's uh, you know directory file. Um, I don't need to buy your silly certificate. I can just make that promise for free, and I'll show you in a second what promise we're talking about. This is their, they're backing it up with this, absolutely. But it might be easier to stick to the promise on the certificate once you've laid down some cash on it. Just a thought. It's up to you. And then there are going. You know, there's a few other things in there that uh, that that are on the FAQ that they talk about it. Um, I'm going to screen share so you can see what 30 bucks gets you for Hadean Lands here and so that you can be mortified <laughs> at it. And I'm, I'm very
0: excited to see what, what there this There
2: we go, like. ladies and gentlemen. That's that's what 30 bucks gets you. I hereby pledge that I will complete the game, Hadean Lands, entirely of my own natural wit and skill, without recourse to any hint, guide, walkthrough, or other source of information beyond those provided in the game itself. And yes, I will solve the flippin' thing. I'm up to the challenge. This I swear by whatever instrumental <laughs> instrumentality I revere, by every test tube in Hermes Trimigestis' laboratory, and by the cold hard cash I paid for this certificate, duly signed a fuckhead if you pay for this.
3: <laughs> Who witnessed it? It uh, looks like uh, they've
0: blurred that out.
3: Yeah, yeah. Witness. So
0: it looks like it looks like that uh, part's been blurred out, so that you can't uh, reproduce. Witness.
2: fuckhead it. who sold it. I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, how do you guys
0: feel about this? <laughs> well, That's um, hilarious. this is capitalism at its finest, I suppose. Um, now this is now. I, I, you, you. Know what this immediately reminds me of? Have you guys ever heard of the iPhone app "I Am Rich"? No. Okay, uh, so I'm going to do some reverse screen sharing right now. Um, it uh, let's see. So so this is an iPhone app. It's not a, it's not a game, but it's very relevant to this conversation. Um, and here we go. Um, so this is an iPhone app that costs thousand uh, dollars to buy on the App Store, and it literally does nothing other than put an icon on your home screen so that you could show it off to people as basically proof that you are rich because you were able to waste $1000 on an app that literally does nothing other than that. <laughs> Jesus. This 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 is a, this was a real thing. It has since been pulled from the App Store. But um wow. The, yeah, the, yeah. This is um apparently um after Apple's 30% um he had looks like it looks like they sold uh six, eight, eight copies of it. Um and so Apple's after Apple's 30% Uh, Dude walked away with $5,600.
2: Jesus, man.
0: (laughs) Um, So, you know, uh, this is relevant because um, this is proof that people will pay, um, very, very
2: silly, silly people will pay money for very, very silly things. It uh, <laughs> must be nice to have money to piss away on this kind of stuff. That and I, I'm just going to go so far as to say people, you people who do it because you have the extra folding money and or who think it's funny and or are just trolling, um, you guys are the ones that fucking ruin everything. You know when people say, it's always a few bad eggs that ruin it for everybody else, they're talking about you, you insufferable <laughs> shitheads.
0: I, okay, so I'm going to play advocate a little bit. I won't go that far because it's... um the the existence of this DLC and whether or not
2: people buy it doesn't seem to affect anything to me um, it affects you know, whether or not people look at that as a standard if it sells and then goes well they're dumb enough to pay for it we're gonna up the price on what we do it's I mean it's that whole like the competitors raising prices thing it's inflation but it's like that's 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 I guarantee you they're over there laughing it's a joke they're testing the waters to see what they can get away with I don't care what they say. If they're if it's not just a joke and they're like, I oh, was just fucking with you, you know, it's dollar ninety nine, two dollars, even five dollars in contrast would be expensive for a certificate for a PDF. But if people buy it, why the fuck won't they charge people for an amount like that? You know, where they're they're just they're inflating the value well, do, I,
0: do I think that they would be justifying the existence of something like this for other developers to do something similar? Maybe. But I, I don't see the correlation between, you know, if a handful of, of people with far too much you know money you know to spend, if if they decide to spend their money on this, I don't necessarily see the business correlation to oh well then we obviously can charge more for our other DLC.
2: Like I think that depends on business- how many
0: of them sell. Well that that's because fair.
2: They, that's, they don't know they don't know whether their demographic is rich or poor or whether they have extra folding money or don't. They're just looking at what they sell on paper. And as a bottom line, numbers on the page, if that thing sells, they don't care where the money comes from. They're just gonna keep asking people for it, you know what I mean? And and if people are willing to pay for it, why wouldn't they? From a business. I'm 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 looking at it from the business aspect of it. And then if it sells well, Not only why wouldn't their company charge for it, but why wouldn't everybody else? Because that's what happened with the the horse armor, the Oblivion horse armor. Everyone – I mean I will never forget in my life people going, this is fucking absurd. People were uh, like appalled. When they announced they were going to charge microtransactions, it was so new they didn't even have a name. They didn't even call it microtransactions. They were just like, they're going to charge you for expansion content that should be in Knights of the Nine coming out for free. What the hell is – and they're going to charge you $3 for it. That's insane. And then everybody fucking bought it up anyways, and that was one of the things that kicked off the microtransaction – DLC thing, you know, where people started doing a lot of really kind of crummy things and far crummier than that, which made that not seem so bad by contrast. That's what I'm saying. Like, where does the bar stop before you start charging people insane amounts of monies for really inconsequential or almost insulting things? This is insulting, I think, to charge people. Right now, by the way, on Steam, that certificate is selling for thirty four ninety nine US.
0: Is there any indication as to how many they've sold? Does it give any sort of...
2: No. I mean, they don't... That's I'm sure those are all probably all private numbers for, for the developer. Well, like, or, you know. for
0: example, can you on Steam, can you only review something if you've bought it? And if so, how many reviews does this thing have?
2: No, you can... You can um, I mean, you can write up whatever you think or feel about it, you know. Um, and right now, there are, for this game, seven positive reviews. So it's not like it was, you know... Maybe maybe it's not gonna sell jack shit. I don't know. But the point is, is if if it does, just on the core game, there's only seven reviews. Yeah, positive.
0: Oh, so this is like this is like, like you know, like probably okay. So this is this is some little developer trying something trying something silly. Is is what this is. Yeah,
2: but if okay. it catches on, it's
0: bad. Well, for everybody no, else. you you have a good argument there. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Goat, you are quiet.
3: <clears throat> you guys done uh, bantering. He's watching both <laughs> videos over there. That's what he's doing. Yeah, I'm trying to get my foreskin. S- for- You're trying to get your foreskin? <laughs> ah, foreswing. Mm, foreswing. Yeah. Anyways, no, all this is... is uh, um. Uh, you picked the one night
2: I was drinking beer to talk about Goat's foreskin. I'm, yeah. That's not good. Uh,
3: all, I, all I see is the, this developer's doing it right <laughs> because it's got John's panties in a bunch because it's going to overthrow the world and, and drain the... the the bank accounts of every gamer on the planet. And then the <laughs> other side, Charlie's like, eh, it's not that bad. If people want to buy it, they can. If they don't, they're intelligent not to, they won't. Uh, okay. When in reality, um, we're talking about this game.
0: <laughs> there there it is. That's, you know, the, the, the fact that we are talking about a game that is clearly not getting a lot of press, probably not a lot of sales because it only has seven reviews on Steam. Um, yeah, no, you, you are, I, I, you are absolutely right. I completely agree with you.
3: <laughs> that's two weeks in a row. Just so everybody's has <laughs> got
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: So yeah, good did on you guys. Guys
0: just turn red and, like. Are there, <laughs> golf are there golf
3: clap. Like <laughs> yeah. Golf that's clap that's to this it. developer. You've you've gone out and did the, uh, what you wanted to do.
0: Go, uh, golf mean, clap yeah. to his PR department specifically. Yeah.
2: Mm, yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: Quite. That's
2: true. All right, let's put in a button on this one and move on to number four. So um, wow, That button's $40, John.
0: I was just going to make that same joke.
2: <laughs> Get out of my head, Charlie. This is why I love you guys. You know what? GamerHead Radio uh, viewers and listeners, Charlie and Goat have been in love for such a long time. But it's inevitable <laughs> that they're going to share thoughts.
3: It's okay. okay. It's good. Well, we uh, started growing so our hair out at the same time, apparently. I found true. that out today. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, uh, yeah. John, our cycles synced up long ago. Yeah, now it's
3: fine. Man, oh, this is... uh that weird? <laughs> Abandon ship. John, number four, before it's too late. Just go. Right. Moving on to
2: number four. You're the one that <laughs> fucking brought this on us, Goat. I blame you. Moving on to number four. So, um, as impressed as everybody seems to be right now with virtual reality in the, in the year 2016 here, it seems to be a pretty hot topic. One person in particular of some historical note to video games is not impressed. That would be Nolan Bushnell um, who, uh, if you don't know, Nolan Bushnell is the uh, creator of the Atari 2600 uh, or the Atari brand. Um, he also gave Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak their first jobs uh, where they worked at Atari and uh, and built hardware for the arcade game Breakout. Uh, and then most people don't know this about him, but uh, Nolan Bushnell actually founded uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Um how random! Yeah, isn't that bizarre of all the things that he's done? He he sat down and did a, uh, a really minute. really extensive interview with VentureBeat. So I'm not going to go into the entire thing here because it's far too long. It was a, but it is a damn fine read, and I recommend that after you listen to the episode, you look this link up in our news section on GamerHeadRadio.com attached to the show and and find this link and read this interview because it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, a perspective to get from somebody who's been such a, a long-time legend and contributor to the history of video games. Um, he does talk a lot about, you know, other things that aren't related to video games or even uh, VR. But uh, he makes it pretty clear when he's talking about it that he thinks that uh, essentially VR is going to be a, um, a flash in the pan. He thinks that, that it's going to come, people are going to get very excited about it, and then people are going to burn out on it, and it's not going to hold people's interest. And then people will just go back to playing games the way that they play games. So... Yeah,
3: but he, I mean, part of
2: it, too, he says is he thinks that the, it's its hard to explain. Just if, just check out the interview, but essentially his thoughts on it are that it's just going to be a flash in the pan. He thinks it's a short lifespan thing and people aren't going to, people aren't going to want to spend all their time under the headset, essentially. Yeah. He, he kind of likened it to a couple of things. One of the the people doing the interview with him talked about um, how it was, kind of how laser tag was a big deal in the 80s, and then just went, <laughs> And went away, and now there's like you know it's like a niche thing you can go do, once every like five years with buddies or something, you know. So I don't know, kind of an interesting thing to think about, especially coming from somebody who's who's been influential in the gaming world for such a very long time.
0: I just want to say I think it's uh, I think it's slightly ironic that um, that uh, you know out of all the people that are excited about VR, of course the one guy that isn't is the guy that's responsible for like the like the oldest technology. Like I don't know, I I, I think yeah, there's yeah. there's there's an interesting
2: like, I don't, like, I don't how know. informed are you? Kind of an an angle to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. It's just like you know, like <sighs> moving on to number three. Um, a Counter Strike player is filing a suit against Valve over what uh, he claims are illegally illegal gambling uh, things taking place in in Counter Strike. So, um, no way. Counter Strike glo- uh, global offensive player filed suit against Valve uh, earlier this week, accusing the game maker of allowing quote illegal online gambling market to spring up and propagate around the popular online shooter. Valve Corporation, the suit says, quote, "...knowingly allowed and has been complicit in creating, sustaining, and facilitating a market where players and third parties trade weapons, uh, weapon skins like casino chips." The lawsuit filed on behalf of Connecticut resident Michael John McLeod alleges that Valve and third-party sites CS:GO Diamonds, CS:GO Lounge, and OPS—I'm or, or, sorry, OP Skins—knowingly allowed, supported, and/or sponsored illegal gambling by allowing millions of Americans to link their individual Steam accounts to third-party websites. Through those websites, the suit says skins for CS:GO, which can be purchased from Valve, can quote easily be traded and used as collateral for bets. In the eSports gambling economy, skins are like casino chips that have monetary value outside the game itself because of the ability to convert them directly into cash, the suit says. Valve, the suit alleges, directly profits from transactions tied to gambling. The cloud suit notes that some third-party CSGO websites don't require age verification, which allows minor users to place illegal bets in his suit. McLeod cites uh, a report from Bloomberg about teenagers gambling on Counter-Strike skins, reportedly part of a $2 billion business behind the scenes. People buy skins for cash, then use the skins to place online bets in pro CSGO matches, Bloomberg reported earlier this year. Because there's a liquid market to convert each gun or knife back into cash, laying a bet in skins is essentially the same as betting with real money. McLeod says he purchased skins from Valve, gambled them, both as a minor and later as an adult, and lost money. The suit is seeking class action status. In sum, Valve uh, owns the league, sells the casino chips, and receives a piece of the casino's income stream through foreign websites in order to maintain the charade that Valve is not promoting and profiting from online gambling like a modern-day Captain Renault from Casablanca. Casablanca. The suit alleges. uh, That's fucking ridiculous. Uh, the most uh, the mo- that most of the people in CS:GO gambling economy are teenagers, and under twenty-one makes valves and the other defendants' actions even more unconscionable, according to the uh, suit. Um, it goes on a little bit more um, to give you an idea, though, because uh, I know you guys are
3: not neither neither PC gamers nor what's that? Can, can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah, please do this for a second. Um, it sounds like this guy lost a lot of money and his butt hurt. <laughs> well. I, I can tell you from experience. You're not wrong about that. I think this guy's
2: being a little absurd, but he's he's also not. Wait, you've player. been butthurt
3: in a casino before? That you're no, to get out actually, here? I don't.
2: Short short <laughs> anecdote here. I don't I don't gamble. I used to work in a casino, and I don't gamble because I know a lot of it is just absolutely, especially slot entertainment, are so fucking rigged. Um. Anyways, in this instance, I I played Counter-Strike Go. I used to play a lot of Counter-Strike Go with uh group of people I play on PC with including Carlton um, well this is already getting bad it, it is it is absolutely there is a really negative thing that surrounds counter strike it's got that esports like shitty player attitude but C, csgo is kind of like when you watch pro poker matches there's like this grimy slimy, greasy layer of negativity around, like, pro poker matches, it's kind of the same thing in CSGO. There is... This thing that they're alleging exists does exist. Whether or not they'll be able to make anything, you know, palpable out of it, I don't know. Who knows? It's kind of absurd. But it's definitely a thing that exists. What are your guys' thoughts on this stuff?
3: Let them be. If they're occupied in their little cesspool of whatever poker dome...
2: Yeah, then- but but if if... If there is a roundabout way that minors are gambling and losing money doing this, is that not... I mean, fuck the adults. If you lose your money gambling on something that's stupid, you know, you just... I mean, you gamble. it. You, take, right. you pay your money and you take your chances, as they say. But kids, so, minors, that's a little yeah, different. Here's my not? thing.
3: No, here's my thing. This is the same thing as uh, it's the internet. I get it. You're going to want to police it and all that stuff, but people are faster than you are on the internet. They're gonna If they want to do it, they're going to do it. There's millions of minors right now watching porn. Are they supposed to be? No. Are you going to stop them? No. <laughs> Just let it go. <laughs> Charlie, your thoughts? This whole thing
0: is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> This is just so dumb. I mean, like, there's stupid people doing stupid things they are getting pissed off because their stupid things are blowing up in their faces.
2: Well, but you, d- you did hear the part of that article where I, I said that the the transactions running through these third-party websites that are being used as essential trading chips is a $2 billion last year. Like if, So there's a lot of wrong? people doing stupid things. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but the only part of it that bothers me, it, the only thing that concerns me in any capacity is that kids are participating in this kind of shit because in, if that's the case... Then it, I think it's at least up to the third-party websites to regulate this to make sure that minors are not participating in whatever capacity they well, can.
0: I'm
3: sure they're that kids.
0: they're Well, no, going to do it. No, here's what's here's what's happening. These websites, I'm sure, so they can make themselves legit and above board, they're asking users when they sign up in the terms of service. By the way, you have to be 13 year older or whatever to use this website. And all these people that are not 13 or 18 or whatever that whatever that age is are saying, "Yep, that's me." And then just going through. I mean, like what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's.
2: I, you know, I'm curious to see if anything comes out of this. I doubt it will. I don't think there's enough there to, to make anything stick to Valve. Um, or, I mean, really, I would think it's less Valve and more the, the third-party companies, but...
3: Uh, John, this uh, is personal. positive. But. This is positive for the children. <laughs> it is How's teaching that? them much-needed math skills later.
2: Ah, good. In. There you go. There's There's the goat spin, ladies and gentlemen. Goat, goat's gonna be running an
3: illegal gambling ring somewhere in Taiwan, and he's gonna be like,
2: "I was just teaching the kids how to count. I swear." <laughs> My thing
3: is, though, is like, when we? Were kids? We were watching scrambled porn. We were doing it. That's part of being a kid. This is just the oh, rebellious I'm not kids. I mean,
2: the kids are gonna do kid shit. I understand that. Yeah, I just guess. It's let shit. them. I'm just, curious yeah. to see where it, where it lands, if anything at all. All right, though, moving on to number two for the week. So Oculus is no longer going to charge or is no longer going to block Rift games from being played on the Vive. So um, up until recently, um, I mean, as of like this past week, Oculus would not allow Rift games to be played on the Vive, period.
3: That's a dick move.
2: Well, I mean, I understand. They're trying to make sure that things stay relatively proprietary. They're trying to keep things isolated, so I understand it. So they're
3: trying to build a platform.
2: Yeah, essentially. But, but, you. DR is it, a platform. You it, Essentially, they were looking at it as a form of, of digital rights management, you know. Um, yay. It, yay! Everybody loves DRM, don't they? <laughs> um, so, in order to kind of overcome that, they said that they're just going to make it so that anybody can play their games on the Vive. I, I think, personally, I think this is probably a tactical decision to make sure that it doesn't hurt the very young and very fragile ecosystem of virtual reality while it's still in its growth. I perfectly fully expect that if it grows to a certain point, they're probably going to go back to
3: policing it a certain way once it's installed. You can't do council exclusives when there's only two councils out on a very, very new platform. You Mm -hmm. guys have to work together, it all has to be multi-plat, you yeah. can't alienate anyone because all you're going to do is alienate yourselves and bury yourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I think some of it, too, is, is like uh, since both the headsets have been released, you know, people on you know, on the PC have been doing what they do, which is trying to find a way to crack it and get around it so they could use their preferred headset for whatever it is they wanted to use. And um, there were a couple of people, I guess, that were in the running and the lead to kind of be the ones to crack it, and I... Part of it they're saying is is that this is a response to those people and saying they're going to crack it anyways. We might as well do it ourselves and get the brownie points for making yeah. it look like we were being proactive for the
3: community. You know what I mean? It's stupid on their, their part anyways. PC guy people are, like that's what they do. Like That's mm. their hobby is to crack it and make it accessible to everything. Yeah, exactly. And just, exactly. Just, you should have just put it out there. It's on PC. That's the platform. Mm. However, you, Whatever you plug into it It's it's your PC, like, whatever. Polygon originally
2: uh, reached out to uh, Oculus to kind of get their opinion on it, because when they... they, It came out with their 1.5 update, but it was not really discussed in the patch notes. They just kind of did it quietly, and, of course, it was noticed fairly fast. So when Polygon reached out to them, they did say, we continually revise our entitlement and anti-piracy systems, and in June... Update. We uh, in the June update, we removed the uh, removed the check for Rift hardware from the entitlement check. Uh, we won't use hardware checks as part of DRM on PC in the future. Um, Oculus uh, did say that they're going to try contri- to try to keep software secure. Though we believe protecting developer content is critical to the long-term success of the VR industry, and will continue taking steps in the future to ensure that VR developers can keep investing in groundbreaking new VR content. Uh, I, don't, I think this is kind of a cool thing that they did this. I'm glad that they didn't keep VRM, keep Vive users locked out, you know what I mean? They almost pulled uh, an Xbox. Yeah. Uh,
0: now, I'll, I'll agree completely, John. The, um, the way that I also see this is that, you know, VR, like when it comes to these, you know, that, you know these, these expensive VR headsets, they are, well, you know, they're, they're expensive. And, yeah. you know, the, um, I, I think what's probably going to happen is, is that you're going to have some players come in with, with substandard solutions now that um you know just just trying to get in on the market they're, the headsets are not going to be as good um, you know but they're going to be basically lower level entry you know, points of entry into this ecosystem for people and that al- by allowing that to happen while it may cannibalize some sales off of like the actual uh, you know rift hardware itself it's the the benefit there is that it's going to just further justify the VR ecosystem as a whole, because right now I think that the biggest risk that 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 VR headsets have, have to worry about is just VR falling off as just a trend. You know, yeah, uh, as, exactly. as a fact. What
1: what, uh,
0: what Nolan Bushnell is talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so the you know the the fact that they are they are they are willing to lose some sales so that the ecosystem you know can can benefit i think is is super smart long long view thinking business practice i think yeah, it's a great yeah, idea.
2: Yeah. it's probably good i mean I, as funny as it sounds with with vr being in a fragile state so early in its life cycle i think i think they almost have to work together to keep it a functional ecosystem before they start trying to pick each other off.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean like you're you're going to have your platform exclusive titles for sure. I
2: mean like, yeah. you know,
0: especially considering that there's differences in the hardware, like, you know, with with the fact that Vive allows you to walk around a room, clearly there's going to be titles that you can play on the Vive that, you know, if you can play them on the Rift, they're not going to they're they're going to have to have alternate control schemes or something cuz yeah. you can't get up and walk around with a Rift on. Um, but um you know, yeah, but I mean, yeah. In terms of the uh, the ecosystem as a whole, I absolutely they need to collaborate more than that, more than they need to compete right now. Otherwise, there's not going to be anything to compete in in five years.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, I'm going to move on to number one for the week now. Before I before I get into the nitty gritty of this article, um, I want to preface something about it. Um, this article is a discussion about how um, the video game industry in the UK is about to be affected by Brexit, Um, or for those who do not follow the news or um, international news, Britain's um, exit from the United or or the United Kingdom and Britain's exit from uh, the European Union which is being referred to as Brexit, you know British exit or uh, Britain exit. because while there are far more things for the people of, of the UK to be worried about right now than video games, in, on this show and in this podcast, we're talking about video games, so I'm just going to talk about how uh, this affects our little corner of the gaming world. Um, a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, the UK commands a $3.83 billion a year um, you know, uh, gaming industry, and a lot of the developers that, that we know that work on various games that ship to the States are based out of the UK. Um, So there's some discussion about how how this is going to affect not only their gaming economy, but what that's going to mean for gamers internationally that rely on or purchase their products and play their games. Do you guys think that the gaming industry there is going to see some turmoil because of this? Well, I think that it's possible that almost all industries are going to
0: see some turmoil out of this, just because you know, we're we're talking about uh, you know a, a, a large global player, you know in in you know in a serious financial decline right now. So I mean, I think every I think I think everything has the potential to be affected a little bit. Um, you know, as far as as far as you know, video gaming more or less than anything else. Um, I don't, with the limited information I have on the topic, I don't I don't. See why the video game industry particularly would be affected by this. I know that there's a lot of developers in, you know, in uh, in Britain, but I mean, not not a not enough where I think that it would cause like, you know, uh, you know, more of an upset upset than in any other industry, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know will some video game companies be affected by this almost certainly will some titles be affected by this almost certainly you know we but it's it's hard to say right now just because you know that this that this this situation and this you know this whole like we don't we don't know how this is all going to shake out right now it's looking really bad for them but you know this from, from again from the very limited understanding and information that i have on the topic they you know the people that Actually knew what they were talking about when they voted to leave the European Union. Were expecting this, and they they their their forecasts are, are they're predicting a rebound. Like this is this is a panic, and the panic will go away, and it'll it'll come back up. Maybe not to where it was, but at least yeah. close is 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 the hope there. So my I
2: think my, my no, go ahead, Charlie. Yeah,
0: I, I no, I, I was just going to conclude by saying I think it's a little bit I think it's a little bit too early to be you know t- to really know for sure what's to even have like a, 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 a to have anywhere near enough information to be able to, you know, predict on any sort of a reliable level, at least in terms of people who are not, you know, professional, you know,
2: professional trained economists. Sure, sure. Um, I think it'll. I think it's just going to be um, higher cost of doing business for a while. Maybe the products will be more expensive. Maybe they'll have to charge a bit more to get the games made. Maybe the packaging will be more expensive. Maybe the taxes will be higher. I don't. It's hard to say. Hope the, hope a bunch of people don't lose their jobs over it though, or that these games don't get canceled. And it's always sad to. We've certainly reported on enough studio closures and job job loss, you know, in the last year. So,
3: I uh, wish these people well. Goats, any thought on this? No, I'm staying completely out of it. It's too <laughs> it's too early to even like. We don't even know what's going to happen. Like, there's still yeah, there's like no official word yet. Fair enough. That's um,
2: right. That 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 was it, man, for the week for news. I know a little more political there, but. Uh, you know that's something you don't think about. Whenever these economies change or something goes crazy, you know it does affect that industry. And gaming's huge everywhere. So I thought it would be uh, prudent to talk about if anything else comes of that, or if there are any adjustments to that story, I'll I'll uh, keep everybody updated on the show. But that uh, that was it for the week. So Charlie, um, I do believe that we've got uh, we've got a feature to talk we, about this. We week. do.
0: So um so so uh with with that being the news coverage for the week this week we wanted to in our feature in our mailbag we wanted to talk a little bit about um some some you know the uh, basically the mighty number no. 9 situation uh we we kind of touched on it last week a little bit and um we also touched on a uh a related thing uh where a video had come out I'm not sure if this is a recent video John I know that you posted it in the players Relatively recently
2: recent if I remember correctly let me okay. check that but uh so, yeah I think that's it. pretty there's a there's
0: at least a Lisa video that came across our radar recently which basically showed um probably as a uh, probably just as a reaction from the fact that E three had just happened. But three weeks uh, ago the video was
2: published. Yeah.
0: So okay, so so it basically took um, it, it focused on Ubisoft and it took um a bunch of their games, um and it compared how they looked in basically their E three and other video game conferences. Um um, you know, their, their their demos of them and what they what they were um, basically advertising them to look like and and be like, and then they compared to the actual gameplay when the game is released. Now, mm-hmm. um, in almost every situation, especially when you're looking at games like uh, like Watch Dogs is one of the game that was that was focused, uh, you know, because that that's a very popular example. Um, the uh, uh, Ubisoft is unfortunately infamous for um, showing off games that end up n- looking significantly—I I have to say—worse because I can't think <laughs> of a better word than mm-hmm. uh, than they do at E3. Now, you know, um, you know, like I said, Watch Dogs is a, is an is an infamous example of this. But um, um, you know, and that that basically, you know, so so there's the conversation about like what should the proper response be, and what is like. What you know, you know what should be done. Like, what are our thoughts basically on when a game is advertised to be one thing and it comes out and is not really the same thing? And our um, our, our commentary and basically Goats review about uh, Mighty Number no. Nine kind of fits into the same bag, just in a, yeah. in, in a different way. You know, in the case of Mighty Number no. Nine, it wasn't so much that it looked worse, but it was. You know, it. Uh, <laughs> It's you know it's 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 a related conversation in as much as it's basically advertised and promised to be a thing, and you know at least in a lot of people's eyes, um, you know if if you you know if uh, presuming that you listened to the start of the show and Goat reviewed it, he's uh, you know uh, Goat, you basically explained that no, pretty much everything everybody's complaining about is listed out, but um, a lot a lot of people apparently missed that, and so I, I when when when. In that kind of situation it's I feel like it was the, the failing on the part of the advertisements put out by the developer because if that many people had the wrong idea about the game, it's not their fault at the advertising. fault. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh
3: opinion. yeah, they buzzed towards it. Yeah. But yeah, so
0: so, so same kind of thing is like when a game comes out and it is it is substantially different and arguably worse than what it was supposed to be, like what what what, what should happen, like is basically our discussion. Um, we take them out so, back of
3: the studio and gain them.
0: <laughs> well, okay, there's one option. <laughs> um so um you know and uh, so so let let's talk about the uh, the Ubisoft uh type of example first. When you know you've got a you're showing up you're at you're at E3, you're showing off watchdogs, for example, and you know, in your gameplay, you know, that there's you know um you know, ten times the number of NPC characters that end up being in the final release. Um, Just the atmospheric aspects, the lighting effects, the textures, just literally everything about the game... um, Looks substantially better than it does at the E3 you know showing than it does in the final release and this is even on you know this this is on the most modern platform or you know or you know uh, you know PC I don't remember if, if Watch Dogs got a PC release I think it did yeah it did but yeah, um, it did. but uh, you did. know with your graphics turned all the way up yeah, and everything so it did is, get a,
2: a a PC release because what happened was oh, is the right, PC right. community did what the PC community did does and you know. went into the game's files and found the fucking like at the at E3 when they showed like the demo quality graphics on E3 all of it was in the fucking game's files they just it was not active or usable I mean, so it was t- it was in. tagged like E3 demo yeah <laughs> but, but the the thing was is it wasn't just like it was like here's a level we built with these assets the assets existed across the board of the game and could be activated to being played that way. Modders actually pulled it out and applied it to the game. You can actually play that game in the <laughs> in the graphical splendor in which it was. You were lied to, and what made it what pissed a lot of people off about that was is they sold the game to you as they showed it at E3, but wouldn't let you play it. So people were like, well, what... I mean, I get it. If there's a certain amount of, of balancing that needs to be done, because people don't think about that. With consoles, sometimes you have to... There is a limitation as to how much you can make happen um, with consoles. On the PC, it's a little more ambiguous, and so they should. I guess people felt like they should have at least given you the option outright to play it that way on the sure, PC. Yeah, if,
0: you, if you've got a $15,000 Alienware rig, or, you know, Falcon <laughs> Northwest or whatever, like, you should be able to you know, you should be able to turn all that
2: stuff on and crank yeah, all that stuff up, but yeah. If I, if you're looking at it from the business side of it, it was probably a, like, well, we can't give that to the people on the PC outright and not... We don't have an answer for that for the people on the console, and they're going to be pissed that we sold them an, an inferior product, what they would view as an inferior product, right? Like, does that make sense?
3: Standardization of product, yes.
0: Um. So it's... Yeah, it's there. There's two sides to it, right? So there's... I mean, like, it's... It's long been an established, basically fact that games look better on PC than they do on console, and that comes down to the fact that you know, uh, you know, but you know, an Xbox One costs you know what three hundred dollars now. Like no, no decent gaming computer costs three hundred dollars, and so like it, it's 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 yeah. almost expected the games look better on PC because. Or at least have the capability to look better on PC. If you've got the hardware to run it, then you should be able to, you know, turn on all your graphic settings and set all the resolutions all the way up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, when you've got your 4K monitor and you know you've got, uh, you know, you know all, you know all this, all this hardware, you should be able to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, if if I had a P, a PC like that and I played a game and it was basically, you know, uh, you know. Uh, restricted to the point just so that it was more comparable to like a console
2: version i would be pissed as all hell yeah yeah i mean are there are there any particular games of note that you guys could recall from years past and this this seems to be a a problem that a lot of studios have because they show so well at e3 and then when the finished product comes out maybe maybe most people don't notice a disparity but the people that do notice it think to go back and make a comparison and go, what the fuck? And then it kind of seems to earn their ire. Are there any games in, in the last decade you guys could think of that... Well, I don't that understand why everybody's all pissed off about it. About the Ubisoft thing, specifically? You don't feel like they're showing you a particularly dressed-up product... and then oh, you know, I know they are. bait-and-switch issue? It doesn't bother you that they can produce a game that looks better? Or maybe that they're knowingly producing something to look better that they know that there's no way they can possibly cram onto a console, so they know they're going to have to cut it down. It doesn't bother you? You don't feel like that's bait and switch at all?
3: It is. But it doesn't bother me. Because McDonald's has been doing it since 1950, and we still buy (laughs) Big Macs.
2: Yeah, but you, you know... That you're getting garbage when you go there. Like, there's not even a question. You know, you're buying science. It's food. advertising.
3: I know that they're going to give me the best looking product and
2: polish me up. A lot yeah, of their. No,
0: go ahead, Charlie. John, I'm sorry. This is. I feel like we're about to say, like, Bloody Mary into the mirror for the third time, but I actually agree with GOAT here. Like, the. Holy shit. <laughs> I know. The, the I'm sorry. I can't help it. Um, it's, I don't have uh, black hole insurance. <laughs> um, you know the there, there have been many times where I've been like I I I I'm I have to admit I am a sucker for advertising like I I am absolutely influenced by commercials and the media I just I can't I can't help it um, and so like there have been plenty of times where I've been like driving by McDonald's or, or Taco Bell Taco Bell is my 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 weakness especially <laughs> oh, your, uh, your Achilles heel. Yeah that's yeah that, that's yeah that that that's, that's that's my bathroom kryptonite. Every man um, has a weakness,
2: Charlie. It's okay. Yeah. Of
3: course I need the uh, uh, supreme uh, grande. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. No, there are there have been plenty of times. Like for example, the most recent one I could think of is that um uh what that what did they call it? The the quesalupa. You remember this thing? This I is, I, yeah. I ate the quesalupa. I tried it. This is well. So, so, if if you if you missed this thing, this is basically it was it was uh, if if you if you've been to Taco Bell at all ever in like the last decade, you know what a chalupa is. It's it's like yes. a taco and like the deep fried you know like puffy shell. Yeah. So they came yeah, up yeah. with this thing called a quesalupa, which is basically a cheese-filled version of one of those. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be like a a quesadilla, but deep fried like a chalupa shell and made into a taco. Yeah. The, but the, there's the,
2: cheese inside the shell though too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, cheese, it's cheese-filled. However. Uh, in all of their advertisements, they showed like somebody like biting into or pulling apart this thing, and it's just like cheese pull, like from here to here. Yeah, and that's a lot. Complete and total bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like to the True. point of where to the point. I mean, like there, there's there, there's bad advertising. There, there's misleading advertising, and then there's just plain false advertising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to the point where like I've I I got one of these and. Uh, I, th- I, th- uh, I think the first one that I had, Michelle picked up for me on the way home, and I tried it, and it was just like, oh, this is kind of good, but where's all this cheese and all these pictures?
2: Oh, More oily, um, more like greasy, oily.
3: Well, well, cheesy. Well, we're on. talking about Taco Bell sure. here, so... Yeah, yes, yeah. go. You just proved the point I was about to make when you said the first one I got. <laughs>
0: No, I know. No, no, no. No. I I'm, I'm proving it to myself. <laughs> so I get it, and I'm just like, oh man, where's all the cheese? Oh, maybe it's cold. Maybe it would be better if it was fresh. <laughs> and then
1: I, yeah. I think The consumer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I must have bought at least ten of these stupid. Holy things. shit. I bought two before I was like nah and like to the point where it's just like, no, I mean like all the pictures look like this. Like, where is all like <laughs> What happened to the cheese? Where's this Taco Bell? <laughs> I must have to eat it immediately after purchase, purchasing it at the drive-through for, for it for it to be anywhere near the right presentation, and I tried that three times <laughs> before I finally like came to terms with the fact that it's like okay, this tastes good, but it's absolutely nothing like that picture over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, and you know, you. you People who are watching this show have probably been on the internet enough that they've seen these comparison like, you know, shots of like here's here's what the here's what the Big Mac looks like in the picture and here's what you actually get mm-hmm. in the wrapper. And it's yeah. like a smush like, you know, bastardized version of what the thing is actually supposed to look like. And this yeah. is fast and you know, they've I know they've tried fixing this with like the cardboard boxes instead of like the wrappers, but it still looks like garbage. It still tastes like you know it still tastes like what it's, it's like what it's supposed yeah. to.
3: But it's the difference between somebody Building one that's inedible, because all the ones you see on TV are inedible, They're all like and frickin', uh, yeah. and no, spray painted in freaking high gloss aerosols and hairspray and all this shit.
2: But the actual
3: result of someone making it five thousand times that day. <laughs> so
2: here is so, my no, I'm sorry, go ahead, Charlie.
0: No, so I was I was just gonna bring it back to video games now. And so so yeah. uh, j- unless you had something that you wanted to say first, John.
2: No, I mean the fast food comparison for sure. But here's here's my biggest argument with those things. In contrast to video games, right? Okay. Because if, if you are a. If you are. represent the consumer that gets. that gets wowed by. um. advertising sometimes, I am the hard antithesis to that. I am. I, I'm pragmatic about advertising to a point where I ignore advertising because I already know going into it that 90%. it's. if I am surprised by the quality of something, um. That's amazing to me because most of the time I expect things to be worse than what they're advertised to be in some way or another um, unless it's just an extreme example of like I know this is a brand that does not fail people, um, which those are becoming increasingly more rare, I feel. Um Fair. The only counter argument I have to your, your guys' perspective on this, if I'm playing devil's advocate the other way, is is you guys are talking about a $4 taco one. Not a $60 game, and the difference between the gaming industry versus the reference you guys are using for advertising for fast food is is that you can look at the advertising for Taco Bell, Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, any other fast food restaurants, and know immediately, in the back of your mind, if you stop to really look at it, you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that their food is not going to look like that. It's not going to taste like the photo implies that it is. The difference to me in gaming is not only the price, $60 versus, you know, $10 run to Taco Bell is that... And you're a cheap date. (laughs) ...is that there are video game companies who deliver, more often than not, exactly what they say they're going to as opposed to not doing so. So when these companies offer a presentation at E3 and then deliver something substantially worse than what they promised you, I go, well, what's your fucking excuse? Like, you know McDonald's and Taco Bell and all that shit is just crap right out of the gate, but if... You, ha- you can find one fast food restaurant that offers a just bar none cut above quality food versus um, those things. Like I think more people would look at it and go, yeah, but they, they offer competitive prices and a better product. What's your excuse? That's my thing. There's so many game development studios that do awesome things and deliver exactly, sometimes fucking better than what they promised you at E3. So when companies downscale, I feel like it is a bait and switch, especially for such an expensive product.
3: That's, That's my
2: fair. thing. That's fair.
3: That is the, fair, um, and the answer is, that it's never going to stop because people are going to still buy them, as long as yeah. they can get millions of copies out there. Like how many, how many, how many copies did Watch Dogs sell? Like Ubisoft is not exactly hurt. Not what they wanted it to. Yeah, but like then that's going to take five or six of these games, and nobody's going to buy them for them to be like, oh, we got to stop doing that. Like yeah. bad behavior, uh, rewarding bad behavior by buying their games is not going to stop bad behavior. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: It's unfortunate, but um, let's let's get back on on uh, on track here. Are there are there any games that you guys can think of that stand out as being notable, um, like before and afters from E3 that just look really different than what you remembered it looking? Well,
0: my answer to that I think is uh, is probably why companies like Ubisoft and whoever else is doing this are getting away with it because I don't remember. There's, you know, by the, you know, I'll see something at, you know, one of these game conferences, and I'll go, oh, that looks cool, and then like I'll go back, and then you know, months, years later, the game will come out, and I'll be like, oh, that was a good game, and I mean, like, it it won't be until somebody brings it up on the internet where I, you know, and does one of these side by side comparisons mm-hmm. that I have any idea that it looked looked any different or worse. Bioshock Infinite, John, is an example that you brought up when we were talking about this yeah. just last week. And it it wasn't like I played all the way through Bioshock Infinite. You know, on the Xbox 360, which is, you know, it, it was one of the better looking games on that console, but especially by, you know, today's standards, you know, when, you know, now that we're used to Xbox One level graphics, fucking Uncharted 4, you know, like Bioshock Infinite like looks kind of plastic and fake now mm-hmm. by comparison. It, yep, it's yep. it's not aging super well, I don't think. Um but, you know, at the time, it was the greatest thing I had ever seen. And, you know, and it wasn't until that, you know, somebody brought it up on the internet, like I just said, that I even remembered that what they showed of the game at E3 not only looked better, was an entirely different game. I mean, like, they they, they were showing scenes and just like the, like the character, like Elizabeth's character model, like, so many things about the game had changed since when they showed it and when it actually came out. It had been so long, I had no idea. I didn't remember. And, you know some of that was my own intentional blackout on the game like i did, i i was you know very big on wanting to avoid spoilers so i wasn't like following everything sure, and watching sure. all these videos and everything so you know other uh, you know other people may have noticed this in the run up but i didn't and so you know it's um you know the, the the other question i think that needs to be asked here is does is and i'm going to play advocate for a, for a little bit is um does
2: how much does it actually matter because it's 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 <clears throat> you know we we've I, you and i talked about this a little bit um, earlier in the week and i think that depends on whether or not the game is any good because that, nobody, nobody that's, remembers BioShock. that's
0: yeah that, and that's the thing and i think that applies to all these conversations is is you know watch you know, again i have to come back to watch dogs just because it's 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 a very recent and very blatant example of the kind of thing that we're mm-hmm. talking about here but you know for me watch dogs was an okay game and do I think that the game would have been better if it had looked like they showed it three? No, I don't. I think I think that at the end of the day, you know, my, you know, a, a person's enjoyment or lack of enjoyment in a game is going to come down to the gameplay and not necessarily to how, you know, yes. what the resolution of the textures mm-hmm. of the of the of the bench in the restaurants is, you know. So you know, it's um, is it is it is it a shitty practice? Yes, but is it? Do I think that it is like a cardinal sin? You know, it's... If, if they decide to focus on gameplay as opposed to, you
2: know, you know this stuff... I mean, like, if... You know, it's... You, you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, but I also think... I mean, if we're being fair to this conversation and discussion and the people who work hard in these games, too, there is, for people who are entirely development um, cycle ignorant, there is a there is a certain level of scaling where, like, maybe in the middle of the project they're not necessarily sure how much horsepower they squeeze out. It's You're constantly balancing and reallocating resources during the process of development. So maybe sometimes it is an accident where they go this route and they don't realize that they've built something that they can't pump into consoles without having to sacrifice the fidelity of something. Um, so that that is a thing that does happen um, if we're being fair to, to both sides and not just trying to, you know... Um, Deify and and vilify these these right. studios that do these things, but in Ubisoft in Ubisoft's case, it is <laughs> it is largely just being shitty in Ubisoft's yeah. case.
0: I mean, like when when you've got the the, the assets and the game code named E three demo, like it's very it's it's very clear that this was intentionally done on their part. Yeah. But go, you were going to say something a bit ago.
3: Oh, um. Apparently, you and I are in sync here because I completely agree with you, Charlie. Uh, play mechanics.
2: You know what? You guys get one more time to agree, and then you're both gonna burst into flames. The universe cannot tolerate. This <laughs> it's a, it's a weird thing we are going universe. on here. It's okay.
3: Um, but no, I, flat out, like, and I've said it a thousand times. Like, unravel's pretty. That that was nice. Did it did, <laughs> did it play into me buying the game? N- no, I was interested in the extra play mechanics, actual game. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care. Like. If you want, I mean, you know, I mean, and you know, I'll be a dick. If you want $9,000 graphics, buy your fucking PC and play PC graphic games where you can crank it up to the mat nines, and then these other downscaled, beneath you games aren't for you. Like, buy what you want. If you don't like what they produce, don't buy it.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, and, I mean, and to be clear, like. Her,
3: well and the things like with Ubisoft and stuff like that, it's probably product standardization. It's easier to make one product that covers all platforms so you can just print it a million times and you know it'll run. And it it takes it takes millions of dollars to make multiple versions of a product.
1: Oh yeah. Why for would sure. you do
3: that?
2: <laughs> you know, and to be clear, um it I mean this is an interesting topic because it, it does cover a facet of the gaming industry that a lot of people don't like outside of the technical side of it probably don't talk about. So I'm glad we're having the discussion, but make no mistake, it is it is most certainly a first-world problem to complain about. Well. In, in the, end of the game. <laughs> yeah, but the only reason that I think it's an interesting discussion to have in this way is because a, a lot of times we're we're part of the old guard of video gaming, where if if you if you advertised a product to be a certain way ten years ago. If you advertised a product to be a certain way and it hit the shelf looking like anything less than what you advertised, you you'd be out of fucking business, man. Like people people a decade ago people did not have as much of a knee-jerk reaction to buying something that they were told one thing and then given another. There was a little bit more of a standard, at least in gaming at that point that was a little bit less exploitative of the fact that people have, for some reason, just lost their minds and (laughs) buy shit that they know they shouldn't all the time. Ten years
3: ago, you didn't have the internet shoving it down your throat every time you turned around and brainwashing you to buy what you're supposed to buy. Yeah, for sure.
2: I mean, for sure. But, I mean, there was also an element of, you know, ten years ago, people were still largely relying on really low-resolution videos and screenshots to decide whether they were going to buy a game, so... Um, maybe that plays
3: into it too, you know. But the, this has been happening.
2: Age we living in.
3: John, we got we got to go all the way back. If you are going to talk old school, we got to go back to, to to the start of this. Mm-hmm. The yeah. very first game that did not deliver. What E.T. E.T. <laughs> E.T. is the start of it. Flat out. I mean, it showed E3, I But he was joking, but he was totally oh. fucking right. Oh, That's amazing. <laughs> E.T. is the very first game that destroyed a career and everything like that, and and it was, it, it was, it, you know, it went down in history as the worst video game of all time. Amazing. <laughs> so, th- like, this, this, this has been going on since the beginning of video games.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe we just didn't notice it before because it wasn't.
3: No, we just didn't buy bad games. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't expect uh, the developer to bend over backwards and do our bidding, and. Produce exactly what we wanted because we're shitheads.
2: There used to be a time where consumers held people to held people's feet to the fire to put out a finished product. Yeah, they did, and they showed it by
3: the way they're supposed to. They showed it by the way they're supposed to. Yeah, by voting. That game sucks. I didn't buy it.
2: Yeah, that doesn't fucking exist anymore, man. For some reason. So
3: unfortunately, now the corporations can shit on our parade. We can cry like little bitches and move on with our lives. (laughs) Well, um. I guess I'm crying like a little bitch then. You no, know, in <laughs> this regard,
2: because I, you know, it's just that I remember I. It's over, John. Get out. Get get out of the glory no, days. No, no, get no, no, the no. now. It's not for me. Like I still buy the games I play and play the games I play and have a good time playing them. Ultimately, like I have this discussion with my dad and my brother all the time. My dad and my brother have a hard time going back and playing old games because they don't look good anymore. They have not aged well. I don't have that problem. Yeah. I can play battle chess, man. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I'll play. I'll play. I can still play retro, but
3: there are some games that don't. That don't uh, aesthetically. Particularly,
2: most of the first generation, the entire first generation of the PlayStation One library will burn your eyes out of your head if you. The frame rate will make you go cross-eyed at this point. But yeah, um, I don't have that problem. I can play older games, so it's not for me that I lament that. It's more of a sad, a general sadness of like, man, I wish that people today. Could experience, what we got to experience, which was a finished product that they didn't won't. need
3: they, they brought the spot themselves,
2: and you know they didn't have to downgrade shit. They just they sold you a complete fucking product, and the closest thing we get to that now are Nintendo games, which ironically people are not buying. <laughs> this is, it's a strange world we live in right now, I tell you. That's
0: that's that's a that's an apt observation. Um, Crazy. Yeah, I, I think I think at the end of it, it's going to come down to that, you know, when you're when you're in the hype of E3 and you're up against you know, and you gotta and, be
1: rememberable.
0: That yeah, and well, it's and it's
1: it's
0: yes, enough. you have to be yes, you have to be memorable, mm-hmm. but you also have to make sure that you're not memorable for the wrong reasons. So like, it's right, yes, so you, yes, yeah. yes,
3: yes, yes. you have to be memorable. En- not to interrupt, Charlie, but you have to be memorable enough so your name is remembered when it comes out as, as something good.
2: Right. Yeah, like that if you, that you push the ball forward not yeah. that you, you know. Right. I mean, so yeah. it,
0: it, so where where I'm going with this is um if like let's say Ubisoft had shown Watch Dogs without um you know in in, in a manner that was representative Realistic. of when it when it actually came out. You know, and they're showing that on giant screens at E3 up, up next to games that
3: arguably look, the arguably look better. That's that's the thing. It's it's that's advertising, we are bitching about advertising,
0: yes, advertising and marketing absolutely, which is which comes back to this fast food comparison if if yeah. if if Taco Bell actually put you know if if McDonald's actually put out commercial of their new sandwich and it looks like somebody sat on it, which is how they almost all of them look like when they come out of the wrapper, nobody would buy it because it looks disgusting it's 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 you know it's. It's a matter of you know somebody at Ubisoft and these other companies that do this. I know we're picking on Ubisoft a lot here, but I, just because they're an easy one to pick on. But well, they're sure also they're
3: not, a repeat offender.
0: They, they're a repeat offender, but they are all I'm sure not the only company that does this. Oh, so no, this is tons yeah, of them have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so this is not the anti-Ubisoft rant here, but no. you know they they've just put themselves in a position to be an easy target. Um, the, um, they made Raymond the,
3: Legends. We can't be mad at them. Yes, yeah. that.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, there there are companies, you know, people in these companies made made the decision. Um, I, I don't think I, I can't help but feel like it was never a matter of, you know, in, in the case of, again, I have to come back to it because I'm most familiar with it. But in the case of watchdogs, I don't feel like somebody said, especially considering what we've what we came to find, you know, find out in the code with the way the stuff everything was named. I don't think it was ever a matter of. You know, we need. To, you know, this game looks like this, but we can't make it look like this everywhere. So we need to make the game look like this. I think it was always going to look like this, but somebody said, "Hey, we need to make it look like this for E3." Like yeah. I, yeah. I, I, think, I think that's what it was, and I think that's shitty. But I don't. It, it is the nature of yeah, that's it's the nature of business and advertising. And however much it sucks, I mean, like the game was the game itself forget how it looked, the game itself was good enough for me that I don't regret buying it. And I'm not upset at them enough for, for that. Now, real quick, because we're running long here, I just want to talk about the the complete flip side of this kind of conversation... And that's with something like Mighty Number no. Nine. Mighty Number no. Nine is a wholly different thing, where it was basically promised to be this, and it came out to be this. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about this comparison for the audio listeners. I'm holding my hands above one another for how good it looked. Like they showed to the look up here, and it mm-hmm. comes out looking down here. But now we're talking about two things that are apples and oranges side by side. It's like you know they said it was going to be this, and yeah. it's kind of that, but not really. Um, you know, and Mighty yeah, Number Nine is.
1: And we got a carpet.
0: Right, mighty number no. 9 I think was an example of that. And I, another example that's coming to mind, you you guys can tell me if you agree with me or not, is um uh, oh, the game has just left my head. That lo- the launch game on the Xbox 1 that was the like the um um uh, it's like the, the the Spartan Warrior game um Rise Rise Rise, yeah. thank you. Uh, where I I think they showed it to be one thing and it came out and it was something else. Um mm-hmm. And uh, you know whether it's a matter of that you know just lower quality or just you know whatever it is it was not it was sold as being one thing and it came out as being something else. And
3: do, do you guys what th- on the PS4 as well that uh, the the blocky guy?
0: Oh, Knack? Um,
3: uh, yeah, is that what same it was thing. called?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, mm-hmm. same same kind of idea. So do you guys think that? Um, uh, let, let's say you're a developer and let's say that you 're in a situation where you put out a game let's let's say you're the developers of mighty number no. nine now mighty number no. nine is is a little bit of an uh, of a different kind of example because it was crowdfunded, but for the moment we 're going to take that aspect of it and put it aside we 're not looking at the the people who crowdfunded this we 're looking at the people like go you didn't participate in the Kickstarter for this right you just bought it right yep, yep. okay I just bought the end product. Okay, so we're talking about customers like Goat, where you 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 weren't at all part of the Kickstarter side of it. So you don't, you know, the, the Kickstarter people have a much more, I think, much you know, much more solid leg to stand on. They're invested they, in it. Yeah, they helped make this game happen in the first place. Mm. That's a whole other conversation. We're going to talk about just that the, was their
3: four million dollars. I just bought the end product of them giving guy four million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: So in the case of a customer like Goat, you're a developer and you put out something and it ends up being. Something else entirely. I mean, do you do you guys feel go? Do you feel that any sort of response, whether it's whether it's simply words, like an explanation or an apology or just something, whether or not it's words up into like, we're real sorry about this. Here's some more content. You know, here's 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 some here's something to make up for Do you feel anything is appropriate in this kind of case?
3: No. No, there's nothing. Okay. No, like I said, I, I the the thing with money number no. nine though is the internet straight us. Everything that they said it was, it is. They just their marketing, their marketing definitely straight us, and they they buzzworded it and they used a very popular buzzword, and everybody assimilated it that that was gonna be, that buzzword, and at no point did they say it was. Does that make sense? Like they did nothing wrong. They were just yeah. victimized by, by guerrilla marketing. And
0: also, just to be super clear, we are not talking about the kind of conver- the kind of situations with like uh, Arkham Knight, where the game was just buggy as hell on some platforms, and so the developers felt they need to give, yeah. rightly felt they needed to give a bunch of stuff away because of how bad, how broken the game was. We're not talking about yeah. that. We're talking but, about where yeah, it's. it's the version was great. <laughs> well, yeah, um, we're talking about we're talking about misrepresentation in terms of what the product actually is is or is going to be. John, what do you say?
2: The, the I, I don't disagree, yeah. I, I the, the biggest, it just popped into my head, but the biggest example of a difference between something like the crowdfunded uh, Mighty number no. 9 campaign kind of being maybe a victim of the pedigree that preceded it, I think is probably a lot of what affected that game. Plus, Deep Silver's really fucking everybody. terrible marketing. But um, not just that, but... Probably the biggest, most blatant bait-and-switch that I've seen in the last couple of years is easily Halo 5. Easily. Really? That wasn't even a, a downgrade in graphics. I'm talking about... That's a, that's a bait-and-switch of a completely different sort. The very first E3 trailer for that game versus what it turned out to be, all of the marketing that went around it, including the podcast series that Charlie and I spoke so highly of on the show. Yeah, yeah. Everything that that game was marketed to be overshadowed the final product, and the final product was weak and flaccid and not at all. I mean, the Hunt the Truth podcast, the first volume of it, made it – it sound made the game sound like something entirely different than what it turned out to be. And Charlie and I sat there through the ending together and were stunned stupid over it. We were just like, wow, that was... Fuck, that was that was bad. Yeah, it was bad.
0: Yeah, I have, I, you know, I, that I would, was a bait-and-switch.
2: That game was a huge bait-and-switch. I also believe that Destiny was a big bait-and-switch because what they kind of promised it would be and what it turned out to be very different. Um, I think there's a lot of games that do that kind of shit, you know? so, do Paradise. you do you feel? Oh, really? Really, Goat? Yeah. No, oh,
3: yeah.
2: eat shit on Burnout Paradise. Don't you talk bad about that game, goat?
3: <laughs> I just wanted to see John get a little wild r- up. <laughs> All right. So, so, so in, so, in the cases
0: of these kind of games, John, do you feel that any sort of response from the developers is is appropriate?
2: Um, I mean, if if we're, if, we're, if we're not being dramatic about it, no. I guess they don't technically owe anybody anything because that's the thing about. That's the thing that makes it a slippery slope, I think, with gaming is is that gaming there there is an artistic medium to gaming. I do believe that sometimes you are playing moving pieces of art in the world of gaming. But you know what? It's so hard to tell somebody what the finished product is just because it didn't meet your expectations. Cool. You know? That's what makes this this entire feature and the conversation we're having so difficult yeah. is what I think the finished product may be, or should be, may not be what you think the
3: product finish the finished product should yeah. be. It's so hard. I have I have a great a, a great sentence here that I thought of, yeah. <clears throat> and I think um, that uh, people shouldn't have to apologize for. Um, let's see. I'll just the the, the, the words are great. Um, people sh- <laughs> developers shouldn't have to apologize for your perception of their product. You know, yeah, you know. yeah,
2: that's that's a good way to put it. I would agree with yeah. that actually. John,
0: I think I think that you bringing this bringing this conversation back to the fact that we are talking about a, a, an arc medium here, I think is is I think probably the most pertinent thing that uh, that can be said on this is that um, I, yeah, and I, I I have to say that you 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 saying that kind of made me feel bad for almost feeling like there was ever a time where I felt entitled to some sort of apology or something from a developer for misrepresentation of a product because we are talking about an art form and that I, I, I had not been thinking of it that way and so that I, f- I do feel bad about that.
3: Hey, um, I got a quick idea, not to interrupt you Charlie, but a quick idea, it just popped in my head. A quick idea. Okay. Why don't we put this to the test and do an experiment for the listeners? Okay. Um, I'll run, um, I'll just loan you guys my copy of Mighty Number no. 9. The three of us will play it and we'll come back to it and see how our perceptions of that particular title is and how much they differ.
0: I definitely want to do that just because I, I want to I do want to see for myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Um but um um so so yes to that. Um to return to what I was saying though. Yes. Um the you know the there have been times where I mean like like uh, trailers for movies have turned out to be you know different and sometimes uh, many sometimes for the better sometimes they have intentionally misled people as to what a movie was about you know for for you know for for the desire to like you know you know to not spoil plot twists and things like that mm-hmm. there have been times where even albums have been um you know kind of you know purported to be one thing and kind of come out you know uh, you know ended up being kind of something different i mean like sure, sure. about music albums yeah yeah so saint uh, anger well <laughs> That um, yeah, that uh, you know, same kind of idea. Sure. Um, the uh, you know, so so you know,
2: but um, so yeah, there's. I don't I don't think you yeah, should feel bad know. though. You don't feel bad for because I mean that's the thing is is that's part of what makes video gaming so unique as a medium is is that it is so much of it is open to interpretation of the player. You know what I mean? And and God, I mean like. Nobody's going to call Rocket League high art. They're just going to call it fun, you know. But then you play a game like Shadow of the Colossus or what I'm sure will be the Last Guardian. Now, like, a lot of people argue there's art. I would argue that some of the Telltale games. I think Wolf Among Us has an artistic slant to it because just sure, because of absolutely. the style of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Valiant so like, Hearts comes to mind. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so many games. So I mean, it's hard. I don't. So to answer your question a long way around, I don't think that game studios owe anybody an apology. But I do think that, that studios have a certain level of responsibility to make sure that they are putting out a consistent product when they're showing it. It needs to be as consistent as they can get it inside the parameters of the constantly shifting waters of development. Or... You know, if that makes sense.
3: Or... Just put that little white bar on the bottom like they do every other commercial when you're at E3 that says gameplay may differ in yeah, any product. Yeah, I know why they do that, but to me, that's the
2: cop-out. That's where they they, they are. They give that's themselves a legal the
3: license to just do whatever the fuck
2: they want, and they can say, well, we put the fucking disclaimer on there. Yeah, I get that, man. You know, you could put a disclaimer up on a, a fucking building that says, "Come in here, and you might get set on fire." I mean, if
3: a am in there.
2: <laughs> oh, but I told them I told them not to come in. You know, and they fucking did it anyway. I put a disclaimer up.
3: You know, come Where's on, this man. This building. Yeah, uh, I need to make a pit stop. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um. So yeah, the I, I
0: think I think to conclude my thoughts on the matter is um. um you know, the when, when it when it comes to a game being misrepresented to the point of like you know how it looks, um, I don't think it's that big of a deal as long as the gameplay makes up for it. You know, so I, I think I think it sounds like we're all in agreement there to a point. Um, yeah. In, in the in the terms of something where you know maybe the quality of the game is misrepresented or maybe even you know the uh, you know like in the case of mighty uh, in the case of mighty number no. nine, you know the really when it came down to it, the advertising basically you know, they, they lashed onto certain buzzwords and, like, definitely suggested to people it was one thing and it came out to be something else. Um, I don't I, I, I don't feel like they should be apologizing for the game because the game is their their art and they can make it whatever they want it to be. But in the case of any Number 9, I, I do kind of... I can't, I can't help but feel a little bit like that somebody should take responsibility for the misleading advertising. You know what I mean? Um... Now what what that means I don't I don't know right now I mean I I feel but like technically it's not misleading.
3: Well, well All they I'm, said they said factual statements that he made Mega Man. And I mean he's gonna I, be a spiritual <laughs> successor. Both yeah. factual statements, and you, and and hold your judgment, hold your judgment until you get your hands on it. Trust fair, me.
0: that's fair, that's fair,
3: that's fair. <laughs> so, but
0: but so generally speaking, though, you know, you know, not just focusing on my number nine in the case of where. The game comes out and it, it is something different than they purported it to be. I mean, like it's. I, I I I think I think if the game company said, if if they were to say anything, if they were to simply to say that we're not going to use that marketing firm again, <laughs> that might be enough. But um, you know the. Uh,
3: or we don't know what happened. Like we we, we our marketing went awry on us. I, yeah, we apologize. Some, somebody <laughs> went, somebody went
0: rogue. We're, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah,
3: no, but I don't.
0: I don't feel like they should be apologizing for the art. Um, I, I No. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, there you go. Any other thoughts on the motto, gentlemen? No, uh, I, before I, we move on. right. I'd say, say in,
3: my, in, my, in my closing, um, I will applaud the first company that puts out the best-looking uh, cooperative multiplayer FPS and gets John all excited to the point he buys it and mm-hmm. it's a single-player kart racer. And
2: I can tell you, man, if they can do that, then they deserve my money for tricking me so badly <laughs> at that point, you know, fuck man, maybe maybe when I'm blind and half deaf, I'll <laughs> you know, Jesus, we'll see but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like we've we've covered we've run the the gamut.
3: I think, I think we've I think we've uh, we've we've given this uh, this topic a uh, uh, a proper um, a dance floor sure, sure. <laughs> All right, so um so we'll, we'll go ahead and move
0: on to our mailbag. our mailbag question this week was, we asked, um, Mighty number no. 9 is, the first game that failed to live up to its promise and won't be the last, dozens of games shown at E3 2016 will likely not look as good when they eventually get released. Ubisoft is infamous for this, for example. Uh, so the question was, is, what do you think the proper response is if a developer releases a game that was misrepresented in promise or advertising? And so first, I think, go, we have a response in the Players Club.
3: We do. Mr. Ricky Keller popped in. Here. Hey! Yes, I, right I do. Uh, one time, and 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 we need to make him a two-time B squad.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, he, he needs
3: so to always. come back and do some
2: more, oh. some more chatting. Ricky's got oh. all kinds of video game rage stored up. He's got a lot of things he needs to
3: get off his I, I, chest.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he Don't weighed see, in, and
3: he, and he he weighed in, He weighed in on his his uh his two sons here and says not to re- release it in the first place until it's finished properly or clearly state and compensate for the compromises made for performance. Publishers are typically under no obligation to do this <laughs> unless they want good reviews and good sales numbers.
0: I asked asked him, what about a game like Mighty Number 9 where it's not an issue of performance, but it's just a bad game?
3: (laughs) He said, good question. I'm not sure what real response they could give us other than, we're sorry it didn't meet expectations, uh, although it would jeopardize further sales even more, and a promise not to ask for crowdfunding again. Ultimately, in these situations, I think players slash buyers' response is more important. Do not support things that don't deserve it. Thank you, Ricky Killer for president. (laughs) (laughs) Um... When asked what the appropriate response would be,
2: um, I got a couple of responses myself. Dash said, first, bitch on the Internet, because that solves everything. <laughs> it's,
3: true. It's, true. Well, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Which is what we're doing. we're doing. We're doing the thing right now, guys. It's true. It's true.
2: And two, pirate it, because companies get so hung up on illegal downloads that it's almost payback, probably why their games suck. They spend too much time keeping them off the Internet and not enough time actually developing them. That's certainly a perspective. Uh, Alice Mingo says, don't buy it. There you go, vote with their wallets. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Heather Dish says, put them in a parody song. Gamers love parody. It's true. We might have to write a parody song about Ubisoft. Uh, And then uh, Burt Peterson says, so you're asking, what is the proper response to gaming companies following (laughs) standard business practices in a post-patchable console world? Rush and half-ass the game, then maybe fix the complaints if enough people bought it. Sadly that is kind of common practice. I that did get a new more. business model. Yes, yeah. It is sadly. I got one more response uh, kind of around this concept uh, from Chris Pike. Interesting bit of trivia. Chris Pike is the f- one the first person I ever played an online game with. I met him randomly playing Mech Warrior 3, joined like a whole like Mech Warrior clan and played Mech Warrior with him for years after that. Still know him. He was, just in case you were wondering, he was named after Chris Pike, the original captain of the USS Enterprise. That's his parents named him after that character, nice. which is awesome.
3: Does he have um, a brother, Tiberius?
2: I never thought to ask. God, I hope so. Um, but he did say um, the game that never was, MechWarrior 5, because we were MechWarrior people, um, oh, failed. Man. How about uh, MechWarrior Online? was great until they bucked uh, bucked the timeline and dropped the unbalanced clan mechs in, which was a problem, and he compared it to Warrior 4, kind of implying that what they said it was going to be and what it was was not to be, which I'm kind of in agreement with. I had high hopes for that game, not so great. He does, though, think that Titanfall is badass, which is awesome. So that's uh, that's everything I had for the week.
0: All right, and uh, this week marks the return of Songbird. Good Ooh, good day day. welcome back, Songbird. Uh, she, uh, with, with the subject line of I live, exclamation point. Um, That's good. good She writes, dear, Texas, Schoeniger, and Goat, and Fallon and Flynn, uh, first off, let me go and say I'm very sorry for my absence in the last couple of weeks. It was literally a series of unfortunate and fortunate events which kept me from my duties. Well, as long as there are some fortunate ones in there, um, well, either way, uh,
3: you're forgiven. Life We're happens.
2: That. You never, ever owe us an apology, Songbird. Yeah, you are so fine. greatly appreciated. We Absolutely. all bounce
3: on this show. You should have the same liberties. Yeah. <laughs> that's
2: true. Um,
0: so so she, uh, first off, um, answered some of our previous mailbag questions. So um, oh, wow. so she wrote, past mailbag answers. Um, honestly, E3 this year was pretty low-key. Uh, This year personally Uh, not that it was terrible or anything, but I had to go in already knowing a lot Thanks to leaks, so there really wasn't anything to dazzle me with I'd give the winning award to Sony as they did turn out the most games though I still wish they did mention something about the Neo, as Nintendo also should have done with the NX Uh, Additionally, Sony had the PlayStation E3 experience which I attended yet again Which always has brought more enjoyment in watching the conference uh, I was really concerned at the start of the show because of how the venue was with the stage and the orchestra. I was worried that maybe the theater was showing the wrong stream and that we were watching, going to watch an opera or something. Thankfully, it ended up not being the case. <laughs> that's, that's funny. <laughs> um, uh, current mailbag answer, uh, while this isn't quite the answer you're looking for, it is the best answer. Don't do it in the first place. Uh, emphasis hers. Uh, um, um, so, uh, and then she continues. Like- yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, shortened to the point. Um, uh, so out of all the games shown at E3 that's not currently available, uh, if you were able to get the game, one of the game right now and play it, what would you pick? Um, uh, I would have to go with... If one of you guys have an answer, go ahead and jump in.
2: Uh, you know, uh, you sound crazy, so but that it's Star-, Star Trek Bridge Commander, I just really want to play that, <laughs> guys, man. That or God of War or... I mean, there there was any of it. I I'll play anything. Um,
3: else. I mean, I'll go with the easy answer and take Forts Horizon Three. <laughs> there you
2: go. I'm looking over my nose. God of War. <laughs> I wouldn't mind trying God of War. That looked pretty interesting. You know. Oh, Beard or, of War. Yeah. Or, or, Horizons <laughs> and look pretty good. Beard Try of, that of out. War.
3: That's funny. Um, That's what I'm calling it till it comes out. Beards of War. Or, honestly, no. Fuck that. Legend of Zelda, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> Zelda would be a good. Pokemon. Hey. I wouldn't mind having a, some Moon in my hands right now that sounds really weird ah. mm. yeah yeah I need to work on phrasing
0: you know what you know what I'm gonna go with um, mm. uh, because it's out of all the games that I'm ex- that I'm either interested or excited about mm. um, that' because it's probably the farthest off I'm actually gonna go with death stranding because really? be- okay. because it's probably the farthest off because oh. like it, it, Taking you know taking it a, a- taking advantage of her question, all most of the games that I'm excited with are coming out in the next year. We're probably not going to see Death Stranding for I'm guessing two three years.
2: Ooh, um, Last Guardian, but, I want to play that too.
0: Well, but see, yeah, but that's, that's coming out in just that. a few months, so that would not be my choice right now because yeah, sure. I don't have to wait long to play that. So I would like I would either logic, pick Charlie. that. I would either pick that or I would pick that um um that Star Wars game by the Uncharted.
2: Amy woman. Hennig. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like those,
0: those games are very far off.
3: You, you you'll get the, the good sexy high res graphics version now, and not the eventual bastardization <laughs> of two.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
3: Sixty five revisions.
0: <laughs> that's fair. Um, uh, go. What was your answer? I missed that. I'm sorry.
3: Uh, Forza Horizon Three.
0: Oh, okay, okay, yeah, of course. Um, even though yeah, that's I mean, I, even though that's not that far off, that would still be your choice. You just want that one right now.
3: Uh, yeah, I've, I've been done with two for over a year. I'm, okay. I, I need my fix. All right, <laughs> man, just, just leave me be. <laughs> Got it? Okay, okay. Uh, so,
0: somber continues I'm surprised this never was brought up during E3, but what's your opinion on y- Yungoos? You think we'll make Pokemon great again? Go, what, what is Yungoos?
3: Yungos? Y-U-N-G-O-S? Uh, I have no idea. Let me do some quick Googling on that. I All right, we're going to have so we're gonna failed our audience.
0: Songbird, you've stumped us. <laughs> uh, we're going to come back to your question. We're, we're going to jump ahead and then come back. So, Songbird asks: uh, As the new appointed leaders of the United Justice of Gamers, it is now within your power of authority to punish those who wish to do our dollars wrong. So, what would what would your unusual punish what would your unusual punishment be to serve those uh, as a reminder to never cross with our beloved hobby again?
2: This is an extraordinarily open-ended question. Um... I got an answer for this immediately. All right. Make them play their game to completion in front of a jury of their peers. Okay. And the consumers that purchase their game. To you fuck up the game. You fuck with your game or with games. To, because to me, it's not – I wouldn't call it a punishment because, look, anybody who creates any sort of art, any form of art, they're always going to be critical of what they put out. I guarantee you – Developers do not go into creating a game with the intent to put out a bad or failed product. So when they hear bad things about it, I guarantee you it cuts to the quick. If you force them to sit down and play that game in front of a like a, a jury, a panel of people who played the game and found offense in it. And were forced to take notes on what they did wrong, why they were bothered by it, what sucked in the game, I feel like that would be a suitable punishment because that's a punishment that they could learn from and possibly take into the next game they develop and do something constructive with it. I know that normally we have like glib, kinda of funny answers to Songbird's questions, but I felt very that just felt right, this one. So
0: I um I can't think of a better answer. That's actually I I really love everything about that. <laughs> um yeah, no, I've got nothing better. Goat, do you have a... <laughs> um, I've, I've also Googled what a Yungoos is, and I'm curious mm. to see what Goat has to say about this. Um, so, Goat, uh, do you have an answer for either question ready? <laughs> um, I can't find Yungoos. It's not popping up. I hang on, you, hang on. let me... Uh, will, I'll shoot you a link real quick, and then we'll also... Or, well, here, you know what? I'll just screen share, and then we'll all look at it together. So, okay. apparently, you, apparently, Yungoos is a new Pokémon... Um That's what I figured. Oh him uh, yeah,
3: I've seen him. He's the and, little uh, major guy.
0: The, the, the description reads, Yungoos is a big eater that is never satisfied the majority of its long body. is given over to its stomach and its digestion is swift so it's always hungry. And it has strong fangs so it can crush and consume the hardest of objects. Each Yungoos chooses its own particular route for searching out prey. It stalks along this route searching for food until it's exhausted at which point it drops and sleeps wherever it may be. It's thought that these Pokemon decide their routes based on safety so that there's no risk in falling asleep at any time. Yungoos is not a Pokemon that is native to the lower region of Yungoos have I mean, the ability Ability is known as noticed, Stakeout. With the Stakeout ability, this Pokemon's moves can deal twice the normal damage to any Pokemon that can switch in or enter the field mid, uh, the field mid- battle. Since this Pokemon is so common in the Ola region, it's easy to catch one. But this Pokemon has a te- terrible temper when it's hungry, and it demands a whopping amount of food. So, is there something uh, game-changing about the presence of this g- Pokemon goat that you can think of, or is there? Are people just like making it's fun of it because like, it looks kind of kinda funny?
3: I mean, no, he's cool, and he's kind of more. He's like the, the the next Snorlax, but he's more interactive. You can use him, it seems, a lot more than just Snorlax sleeping and blocking shit off. <laughs> okay. For, for the
0: audio listeners, try, try and imagine a sea otter, but with a gigantic mouthful of teeth like the size of its entire head.
2: It's a
3: badger here, here, with a, here is what a, I'm a say. Yeah,
2: If everybody is, is hating on poplio but they're all about this dude... Then fuck your couch. I am all <laughs> about. Are you Team Poplio? Team Poplio, man. Team Poplio. Everybody's everybody's bitter as shit. That that is a dumpy-ass design. I'm
3: not. Man, all... Man, you people. keep talking your high game here. I'm about to buy you Pokemon <laughs> for for Christmas, just so you can get <laughs> into the world. And
2: yeah, it's good. Uh, and then so, Go. Do you
0: have a Do you have an, a punishment for um, developers who make a bad game?
3: Yes. Yep. Um, for every dollar that you get for a bad game, that is an hour of playing ET. Yikes!
1: <laughs> That's
2: an unusual punishment, man. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> That's yeah. I don't I don't think you've done the math
0: on that. That seems like that seems like a life sentence, no matter how anyway you cut it. But uh, yikes. yeah, but they'll be
3: busy and they'll never make another bad game.
2: Well, okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. debatable, sir. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. All right, or they'll so, go insane. I've got a couple PS's
0: here from Songbird. Um, uh, PS, don't worry, Mister Flynn. I'm not going to call you the thing that you don't want me to call you. Um, so uh, I I'm, I'm
2: worried now. Yeah, either either Dick Douchebag or Assassin's Creed. I don't <laughs> <laughs> one of the three. I don't know. And then
0: uh, PS number two. Um, Happy Birthday, Shovel Knight, as of June 26th, which is today as we record. Um, cheers to a wonderful game with nowhere near the budget of Mighty Number no. Nine. Well, that's uh, agreed. That's, that's agreed. It's... that is apropos.
3: You, you, you got all three, or with all three of you. I'm the third person. Uh, the <laughs> both of you have played Shovel Knight, correct, in some fashion? No, I have. Charlie, I like you're doing really yourself good. a disservice.
0: It is, is it? I've, I've, heard about it, of course. I mean, but uh, it's, I haven't. It's, uh, it hasn't it's been recommended retro. to me specifically.
3: It, well, it's a little retro. It's a little side scrolling, so I don't know. But um, I think you'd enjoy it. If you find it on sale, pick it up.
0: <laughs> okay. No. Um. All right. Well, songbird, welcome back once again and thank you once again for your questions and your answers. Um, Always. And uh, also of course thank you to everybody uh, else that
3: that's two days off your vacation. Just so you know, we're counting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, thanks uh, to everybody that responded to our mailbag question this week. Um, your responses are greatly appreciated, and um, more responses are always uh, desirable. If um, if listeners, while you were listening to this episode, if you had any thoughts about our question or comments while while we were talking, um, responding to our mailbag question as we ask it on social media, or just participating here in the live stream using the Q and A function of the Hangout, is the best way to make your 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 voice and your opinion so please take advantage of all of those things absolutely all right so um before we close out super briefly because we are running long um John you have a thing coming up that you would like to talk about I,
2: I do have a thing um I am going to be playing um in a little bit less than a week July 2nd um which is this coming Saturday uh, I will be playing a headlining show with Vs for villains at the house of blues Chicago and, uh, shell and I will be there as well
0: so uh, the uh, the full gamer head roster will be in attendance so yeah. it to be awesome man yep it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good night.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely,
0: indeed. Um, so yeah, I have absolutely nothing anywhere near as interesting to talk about at this juncture, aside from just working on Evil Cider Fest. But we are we are just in the planning stages right now, so nothing really to talk about. Um, but uh, so so yeah. Um, uh, hopefully, we will be seeing many of you at the House of Blues this coming uh, this coming Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, yeah, so with all that being said, thank you everybody very much for listening. and Make sure to stay tuned to our social media to find out what we're going to be talking about next week and what our mailbag question for you is going to be. Um, but uh, with all that being said, if you would like what you're you can find us at gamerheadradio.com, at facebook.com backslash gamerhead radio, at google.com backslash plus gamerhead radio, and on Twitter at gamerhead radio, where I am uh, at T E K Charlie. Uh, John is at the Fallon Flynn. Uh, find it, find it, find it. Find it, find it, there you go. And uh, Goat is at Sir Goatsworth, um, yeah, which is uh, is what that says, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> um, you can uh, email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com or call us and leave us a voicemail at 94926GAMER. The voicemail is, is, is underused, people. Um, Danny Mackler, Matt Elfring, uh, and other friends of the show that have used it in the past. Um, where are Anyone? you? Are you okay? Please let us know that you're all right. Um, so... Um, uh, songbird, you leaving a voicemail might be the greatest thing that could ever possibly happen to this show so um, just just throwing that out there <laughs> um, uh, if, you, uh, if you would like you can uh, download the official GamerHead Radio app on Google Play and Android platforms or you can subscribe uh, using iTunes Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitch um, TuneIn Radio or with your podcast downloader of choice, pretty much every platform out there if you find one that we are not on please tell us so we can fix it um, last time I checked i think uh, I think we had all our all the all the all the major bases covered Google play music uh they have podcasts in there now, and they're now in gamerhead radio as amongst them so uh, so you can you can also get us on that platform as well thank you very much for watching listening participating commenting uh downloading uh any uh, streaming any of the above uh we appreciate you all very much this has been gamerhead radio
1: Okay. Now we just need to do a. Now we just need to do a subtle lead-in joke about goat masturbating.